Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Thanks to our sponsor, Factor. Factor delivers delicious, fresh, never-frozen meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes. Head to factormeals.com slash core50 and use the code core50 to get 50% off. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Core. This is Core episode... uh, 375 and the date is thursday july 20th 2023 i'm scott johnson with bo schwartz and john jagger last week bo and i hosted the show uh without john john had uh dad duty went well i guess right john everything went fine i'm, I'm still here he's still here good mission, mission accomplished everybody was it fed. had some rough patches but you know we got through it yeah we uh, i learned a true secret of parenting solo parenting okay. i should say sure this is what i've learned uh, you wake up every morning and you give yourself a goal, but not in the way most people give themselves a goal. Most people will be like, I want to clean the house today, or I want to wash the car, or I want to do the laundry. You give yourself a I'm responsible for a young child goal, which is knowing that he is going to act as a roadblock to every desire you <laughs> possibly have. So it becomes I'm not going to clean the house. I'm going to clean this room mm. and do an okay job of it. Sure. And that will be a day long task. Yeah. And and it will take an entire day to do an okay job of cleaning one small room. But you know what? It'll keep you busy. The day will go fast. You'll have fun with the kid. The kid will have fun getting in your way and preventing it from happening and spilling stuff the second you put it away. And uh, it'll be a good time, and you get through it, and you just you roll with the punches. That's so right. That's right. I had I had a good time. That's good. I think one day he'll look back and go, oh, I remember that week with Dad, where you know I just I ate stickers or whatever that was. I saw that video you put up, where he's eating stickers, uh, or trying to eat stickers, or pretending he's eating stickers. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. I've never seen him do it before, and he just all of a sudden we we were like, Hey, buddy, you ready for bed? And he goes. And kneels down and just starts going, 
And he's like smacking his lips and like being real selective about which fake flower he's going to eat. And he went around and he ate all these fake flowers and then sat up. Mm, yeah. Good. He knows, he knows what's good. Knows good what's acting. Good. Don't tell him that everybody's on strike in Hollywood because I think his hopes and dreams will be crushed. We'll get called uh, a, a scab for doing free yeah, work. I don't want him to trouble. be a scab. Yeah, it can't be a scab in this world. So last week when I did the show with Bo, we had a great time. Uh, we missed you, of course. But I had this thing I talked about at the top of the show where a guy walked by while I was on my porch playing Hot Shots Golf on the PSP. Uh, although I was playing it on my Steam Deck. Anyway, you get the idea. I was emulating that game on my Steam Deck, and I was playing it, and the guy walked by, and he goes, hey, playing Fortnite? That was a thing, right? We talked about this uh-huh. story. Yep. Same guy came walking by oh, the house cool. yesterday. I'm out there again. I wasn't playing anything. I was on my phone. And he walked out, and he goes, or he walks, he's on the other side of the street, so he's a little farther. He's going the other direction, and he goes, hey, it's Fortnite guy. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh, Scott. I love that this has made you Fortnite guy to him. <laughs> it's just, like you, I'm as far from Fortnite guy as you can be. John's the Fortnite guy if there is one here at the show at all. And uh, I don't know why he remembered to, to even guy, s- say that. That's really so weird. This guy's a, this, you know what this guy is? He's a nickname of Soros. <laughs> is yep. that what it is? Well, yep. those, those are the people that just. Just do that shit. I guess so. Just, it's he probably it. a he good trait to, mm-hmm. to be able to differentiate people. You know, as somebody who has a hard time with names and dates. But Scott and never like confirmed that, he was playing like Fortnite. It's not even locking a quality onto somebody. You go, all right, that's Fortnite guy. Now he knows. Now he you knows he's Fortnite guy. A Fortnite guy. Yeah. It's a little misinformed. Yeah. He's a little off the mark. Did you guys have. If you guys become close friends, you can expect. Uh, Fortnite bucks. I don't remember what they're called. V bucks. V bucks. You expect V bucks on a regular basis for your holiday gift exchanges now. Yeah, look, it's going to be great. Larry David great. would not let that shit slide. I think <laughs> oh, you, no. need, <laughs> you need you need to knock on it, find out where he lives, and just tell him like, please don't call me Fortnite guy. I don't play Fortnite. Okay. <laughs> it does feel like a, a storyline that Larry David might deal with, but it was a very weird thing to have him do it again. And I just waved back, kind of smiled, and kind of a half grimace. Uh, back at him because I didn't really know how to react to such a thing. I suspect I'll hear more about it in the future. But it got me to thinking about, you know, nicknames. And I kind of miss, like in junior high and high school, me and my friends, everybody had a nickname. We had Big Gary, yeah. Small Gary. Um, <laughs> well, naturally. <laughs> we had, uh, um, oh, I can't remember everybody's name now all of a sudden. Regular but, Gary. Regular Gary. They called me uh, Small Gary. You didn't want to know because Small Gary is the one that put a whole, he, he worked at KFC and put, uh, raw chicken up his butt and then fried it and served it to customers. So you don't want to be, you don't want to hang around small Gary. Um, anyway, if he's listening, sorry, Gary, I've outed you again. I've told this story a few times, but anyway, uh, I liked it. It was a fun time. You know, I think I was called noodle for a long time and I think okay. it's cause I was tall and skinny and gangly. And so right, I got the right, name right. noodle. Uh, Bo, did you ever have anybody ever call you a thing? It's like, Hey, old, old boner boner. <laughs> really? Oh well, yeah. Bo. That's an unfortunate. I got, one. I, got, I, well, I got tons of nicknames. That was just one, but yeah, boner. That one I didn't fight. I knew fighting that one would be terrible. But yeah, uh, boner, boo shorts, shorts, uh, boo shorts. Because um, you wore Beaujolais. shorts. Someone called me Beaujolais. Really? Um, uh, I had uh, I had a manager call me Bocephus, I think, or something like that. Really? Bo-Cephas. My grandfather called me Bohunk. 
I think that's a old timey character of some kind. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize Bo's a great name to add stuff to because you can go Bo Doom. It's a very small syllable, so yeah. yeah, you can do all kinds of things. But um, the high school one was Boner. Boner's Boner. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I want that in high school or don't want that in high school. No, you you embrace that shit. You're like, yeah, yeah I'm the guy known for having a school dick. Nickname. You know, like yeah. it's great. <laughs> it's cool. It's all right, John. Any nicknames for John? That's a short name, too. No, people usually would just call me by my last name. Um, so just Jagger? Come here, Jagger? Yeah. So I would get I would get called by my last name a lot. Yeah. There was a very brief window where I was driving in the car to go see Ben, and that song Barracuda came on. And I was like, man, can you imagine if your nickname was Barracuda and this song was about you? Oh, and man. so I, I got to Ben's place. I was like, my new nickname is Barracuda. And he goes, <laughs> fine, Barracuda. And I went, ugh. I hate it. Don't do it. And so for a while, he used to he used to call me that just because he knew it bugged me. Mm. And uh, I was like, I immediately regret this. Mm. But no, I never really had any any nicknames. It's just either people called me John or they called me Jagger. Yeah, well, that's fine. You know, it's it's good if you don't get one of those names. Usually, there's a story, right? Usually, something yeah. weird. Like there's, it's not my friend group, but my friend Mike, his brother, has the guy they know. They call him. I think it's Baja Steve, and well, I don't know why. But does he ride Baja bikes or anything like that? I or don't know. I don't know. Baja Mexico yeah. connection or something? Hmm. No idea. Just no, no idea. But it's cool. It's just like, but like you worry about what the story is behind it, right? Yeah. So like slimy John, it might mean there's a story there, like the chicken butt story. But yeah, yeah, John yeah. Never, never. You, you like kind of don't want to earn would those be a Good nickname. Yeah, right? we should have yeah, called little Gary chicken butt, but chicken we, butt. But instead, we called him little gary because we had already called him that but there was felt like a, not quite a formal meeting but there was kind of a moment after we learned about what he was doing at kfc and getting away with by the way um that we want we thought maybe we shouldn't hang out with little gary anymore because he, <laughs> little gary's a bit of a problem yeah he's putting chicken literally consumer grade chicken in his butt taking it out of there uh, putting it in the fryer putting the uh, kernels, whatever, on there, and then selling it to people, and they were eating Is it weird that every time you tell this story, there's just, like, I don't like it. it I don't want to eat it no matter what, but there is right. a little part of me that goes, well, thank God he cooked it afterwards. Yeah, right? Well, there, that is better than if you handed me a raw one and said, here, eat this. This has been on my butthole. Yeah, but you, you still ate butthole chicken. Like, yeah, I mean, like, it's are, not everyone good, has, but I'm just telling you, every on, time he says it, I feel a mild relief this, this, when he gets this, to the cooks it. Yeah. This person was not was not busted was he no right? he never got in trouble for it he quit before anyone ever found this out this has like potential virality if it gets picked up they'd be like you'd never believe what this guy you know mm-hmm. had a career at kfc giving people butt chicken yep and then you know you think about it that guy got away with it so long pretty much everyone listening has probably eaten butt chicken at probably this yeah i'm sure there's things yeah. that have happened at fast food restaurants of all ilks that we nobody wants to know what we've eaten we don't want to know yeah it's better to not know. Jizz. You've oh, eaten jizz. You've eaten poo. You've okay. eaten jizz. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't sure if I was going to say cum or jizz. <laughs> that was great. But yeah, you've had probably had a real jizz had very delivery to that word. I'm just saying. Shout out. We all all the, shut up. <laughs> it was kind of a Matt Berry version of how we might say it. Jizz. <laughs> You've eaten jizz. <laughs> yeah, that has probably happened. You probably had jizz chicken. I don't want to ever. I don't want to think about it. I really don't. 
That's a horrible yeah. idea. Although this little Gary may have pulled that off too. I don't know. Yeah, he probably only copped to like the most acceptable of his crimes. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to tell them about the time I threw a squirrel in there. And Big Gary was never did anything bad like that. Big Gary was just a big, soft, happy guy. Nothing wrong with that guy. He would never call him big because he was big. Yeah, he was just a bigger version of it. And their both names were Gary. (laughs) This is bigger Gary. Bigger, larger Gary. Yeah. There's two Garys. There's one difference. One's small, one's big. (laughs) Simple. Yep. Well, here's what I think you do with uh, Fortnite guy. Okay. Okay. I think you turn the tables on him. Go. You give him a nickname based on all the information you have about him. Uh Uh-oh. And you just say back to him, hey, Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, hey, that's not bad. And you just give him. Just give him a nickname. Like all he is ever doing in your world is walking. Just call him Walker, Texas Ranger. Done. I'm. You'll know just have cute little whoa, 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 nicknames whoa, whoa. for each other, and it'll be great. Okay, but does, you, does that make sense? Well, is he Walker? Because he's, he's not in Texas. No, I'm Christopher Walken. He's uh, <laughs> Christopher Walken. Some kind of walking reference is what okay. we want. Yeah, right? yeah. I can see yeah. that. Can, so, what would you do? Maybe, bro? I'm, Keep, I'm trying to go meaner. While I'm like, can we? Because you, I feel I take offense at the Fortnite guy thing, so I would want it to bite. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I, this would be a bite back scenario, but maybe you're cool with so being. So goes like Fortnite you go guy. with oh hey bad nickname guy. Yeah, horrible nickname chooser guy. What are you up to? Yeah. I don't know. What to, I, mean, I don't know what to do. I kind of like the U- Walker Utah Ranger. That's pretty good. It, it, does he have any physical features with which to attack? Him? Well, the first time I, <laughs> I was like, "What do you think he's most self conscious about?" Well, we, the, we're trying to destroy this guy. <laughs> yesterday he was hey, wearing it's socially awkward Samuel. What are you doing? <laughs> he was wearing cut off jeans yesterday. Not jorts, but like cut offs. They're a little too hot. Cutoffs is a good nickname. Hey, cutoffs, what's up? Like that? <laughs> call him Hot Pants. Yeah, call him Hot Pants. Call him Daisy. D- Daisy Duke over there walking by. Hey, Daisy Duke, <laughs> yep. what's up? All right, I'll think about this. I'll, I'll give it some additional thought as we move into the What about generation. his dog? Was he walking a dog? Uh, no, this it was the first time. This time it was with his, maybe a kid? I'm not sure. Short lady. <laughs> little Gary. I don't know who it was. <laughs> little Gary. Little Gary was out there. Uh, yeah, I don't know who it was that was with him, but he was real excited. And I mean, maybe he's just trying, he's st- hungry for social interaction or something. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, again, this is up to you. If I was labeled Fortnite guy, I would be, uh, I'd be all Larry David up in this business. <laughs> I mean, it would, so it, it would bother me to no end, <laughs> like to a shameful says bad things about your character degree. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I dislike this. Maybe I may call not, him. So. I call him like uh, I don't know. I don't know what to call him. And for, for all I know, other people I know know I mean, him. You're literally the Warcraft guy. Like I mean, you know, it's like yeah. I just, maybe just call him an idiot. But like, he wouldn't I, know that. You know, he's. I, just, I know, I know. Maybe he's the, he does. He's maybe he is a big gamer, and he's like, man, one of these days, Fortnite guy's going to invite me to play with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, 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 the problem with his naming convention, the, where I take the issue, is that it's not like he saw you do something yeah. and awarded you the name. If you were sitting there playing Fortnite, and you're like, Fortnite guy, like you deserve that shit, Scott. Yeah. But you're not playing Fortnite. I wasn't playing this, Fortnite. Is, this is the most lazy, entitled nicknaming uh, he's just like, I, you have a console in your hand, that must mean Fortnite. Yeah. And, so sh- you, and, and to me, this is insulting. He this should have yelled out, legally dubious copy of Hot Shots Golf Open T on the PlayStation Portable. Yeah. Oh, it's DMCA guy. <laughs> the DMCA guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, these are a thousand nicknames. Uh, DMCA Scott. That's all good. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> no, but like uh, you know, or emulator Scott. That's cool. That emulator. Game. Ooh, EMU. Hey, it's EMU Scott. guy. What's up? I don't know. All right. Well, but this, the problem is this guy did not include you in the or any reality in the nicknaming uh-uh. process. So I was not involved. It makes me feel like he's a bully. It makes me feel like he just does that to other people. Hmm. And maybe you know you you're not getting the worst of it. I'm not the first or the last, is what you're saying, and I think I agree with you. Well, I'm not the first or last to, to suggest that we uh, talk about video games we played this week. So that's what we're going to do. <laughs> no, definitely. If I lived in the neighborhood uh, with you, I would probably go see him on your behalf. Yeah, would you? Did not you? on your behalf. I would just get, I would insert myself into this scenario. You give him a spike. Like, oh, please don't game. talk to him. Like, I'm going to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. All right, let's sir, do. Uh... Sir, it's not Fortnite, sir. Yeah. He's playing a golf game emulated on his Steam Deck. And if you don't know what that means, then you have no business putting yourself in this conversation. Sir. That's right. You could call him Open T Terry or something dumb like that, but you can't call him yeah. Fortnite guy. And then I'd earn myself a nickname like Video Game Lawyer Guy or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> video Game Lawyer Guy down from Canada with flowing, beautiful hair fighting for Scott on his behalf. I love it. Yeah, something like that. Let's do this. Anyways. Hey, y'all, check this out. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 is almost here. We're like, what? Well, I mean, it's here in early access form. But the game, you know, finished game, out of the gate, on Steam, PlayStation 5, well, that comes later. But Steam, for sure, is like the third, right? So it's like, what, a week and a half, not even that? Something like that. It's two weeks. Two weeks, a little more than. For Baldur's Gate 3? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, August 3rd, so literally 14 days. Exactly 14 days, I meant. Now, there's a game dev on Twitter named Rit Nelson, uh, W-R-I-T Nelson, and he is a game developer. And he said this. I'm going to read part of this, uh, if it'll come up. There we go. It says, like a lot of people, I'm deeply excited about what the lovely folks at Larian accomplished with Baldur's Gate 3, but I want to gently, preemptively, push back against players talking or uh, excuse me talking or taking that excitement and using it to apply criticism or a quote unquote raised standard to RPGs going forward then he goes on to say a lot of other stuff which basically boiled down to uh, his own TLDR which is this uh, in an era of mega games Baldur's Gate 3 is one of the largest attempted built by a specialized group of people using mature text uh, specifically built to make this specific kind of game reinforced by invaluable mass player feedback and market validation ahead of its launch. Essentially saying, do not look at this as a new standard because you'll be disappointed that everything after this may not be as cool. The computer RPGs, uh, Baldur's Gate style games, aren't necessarily all going to reach the heights that Baldur's Gate 3 is going to reach given all the advantages that Larian had with this title. Which I think is a weird way of saying no one will ever innovate past this. Kind of. And so we're up to that. I, I, I think it's more of a, I don't think he's saying no one will innovate past this. I think what he's saying is that in a year when somebody else makes a role playing game and all of us do the shorthand thing we tend to do, which is if Baldur's Gate 3, which came out last year, can do blank, why can't this do blank? And I think what he's trying to say is that, like, hey, this is a very specific set of circumstances that not is not going to apply to every game. Right. Like, don't look at a new uh, a new franchise launching its first video game 
and go, well, why is it so short when Baldur's Gate 3 is so long and deep? Yeah. Like there's just it's it's a different scenario. But isn't that something is, we do? Is how with, I took it. But don't we do that with everything? Like every game that comes out that blows everybody's mind and sets a new bar, whatever that may be. I don't know. Let's say uh, Ocarina of Time was a huge deal on the N64. But as as far as action based sort of um, adventure games go, it redefined what Zelda is. It 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 pushed everything in a new way. Mario 64, very similar example for platformers, took it into the 3D realm and all of this. And I'm sure there were people at the time that went, well, this is never going to get any better than this. This is like, you know, this is new high watermark that no one will ever, no one will ever get here. I, I don't know why that's any different now. Like they'll, they'll, this will be mind blowing and wonderful and we're all going to love it. I mean, I'm, we're all as stoked as we can be about the release of this game, but if it sets new standards, then that just means there's new standards to reach for. And sure, there'll be some awkward attempts that aren't as good or that are already in development that don't quite reach these standards. But we always get there eventually. You know, these that's that's what's great about a new standard or a new high watermark is that everybody now reaches further for the next release and tries to outdo each other. And you know, it happens all the time. All kinds of genres and all kinds of reasons why that why that happens. So I don't I don't exactly get why that's a problem for it to be um you know that that big of a deal so that others don't look as good right away i don't know it's weird it's weird to me to say that cuz you can yeah, say it about it, almost any video game right i don't know yeah it's a it's kind of a nice sentiment but like at the same time like everybody's going to do it anyway <laughs> like you know, yeah. everybody is still going to as soon as you can draw a parallel. Like, that's what human beings do. We draw connections. And as soon as you do a party-based role-playing game, there are going to be people, whether you wrote a tweet about it or not, that go, well, how does this compare to Baldur's Gate 3? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of an, an inevitability. Right. Um, I mean, they still do it with Diablo 2. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. They're still yeah. complete. They, they, they will. It'll be hundreds of years before. I think even a thousand years from now, we'll be dead and gone for a thousand years, and there'll be people like little good as Diablo two. I mean, yeah, it's a great RPG, yeah. but yeah, they'll be we'll be on Mars, and they'll be like, man, back on Earth, Diablo two rule this Mar- Martian RPG that we got to play now sucks. Yeah, they're gonna be you know, they, like you get these special games like that you're going to get one of like, I think we're sort of used to looking at the games industry. Like, okay, uh, I had that product. Now give me more of that product. We like, and sometimes in the space, you just get that one creation and that's it. Yeah. And that's, you know, and I think, you know, it's possible because we haven't played it yet. This is also sight and scene that this guy's provoking an argument about. Right. Um, that, yeah, it's possible that the resources and the talent all coalesce to make something really special here, and it'll never happen again. That's entirely possible. Yeah. Look at Disco Elysium. That we're getting. That game will stand on its own. You know, there's going to be two or a series of them or even, you know, a genre of games written like that. It's like those that talent got together for that period of time and made that thing and then you can enjoy it and it's special and that's it. Yeah. Well, there um, but Dwarf Fortress is a good example. There may like, be another 40 years, you know. That's like, true, but there may also be somebody, I don't know, 5 6 years down the road who learned whatever lessons were taught by Disco Elysium's narrative skills and and then outdo it, you know. We'll still think fondly yeah. and 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 we'll we'll still look at Disco Elysium and go that was an important pinpoint in time. I just think like you can't like um you can't put that on a factory line. 
right? Mm. Like if Hollywood could do that, they'd have done it by now. And every movie would be an Oscar. Yeah, that's winner. a good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, I think, I think the, the whole like art appreciator versus we are consumer and have demands like really is you wear both hats as someone who's a participator. Mm hmm. And you're like, company, I enjoyed this dish. Please continue to deliver dishes like this. Mm. And But the dish like require has requirements that, you know, they try and then they fail. And they'll promise but won't deliver because part of creating art is it's a, bit, it's a little bit alchemy. You can do all the things right and fail. And then you can write a great song in an afternoon, right? You can spend eight months writing the world's best song and everyone hates it or you hate it even, whatever. And you jam out on a weekend and come up with a song that captures the world's hearts. Yeah, like video games are kind of like that too. And like it's, that's why the discourse on this always gets a little bit annoying because like you're gonna, you know, I, like I just had a laugh when this guy posted like, "Can I gently tell people this thing that's <laughs> pretty true?" And to the you know the irrational uh, sphere of human emotion and disappointment and sadness and expect like I think it was done intentionally to poke a bear and to have some fun with it yeah but um because like obviously well I, the bigger the harder thing is actually larian topping themselves see i i think somebody else with a fresh perspective can always come in and do something cool with all kinds of genres um but then if this is if this it gets received the way a lot of the early buzz is saying and it's just considered one of the greatest games ever well, now the pressure's on Larian to ever top that. To me, this is like, um, you know, we were talking about Revenant earlier, John, or not Revenant, Revenant? Re- Remnant, too. Revenant. That's the one where the bear tries to eat. Uh, I made the same mistake when I was looking it up on Steam. I was like, what is this Revenant 2? And I couldn't find it. Yeah, I, did, I, I just think of that movie with DiCaprio in it and the bear. But anyway, uh, John mentioned it, and we looked at a couple of reviews, and it looks like it's pretty killer. And most of what I'm reading is saying this is like, this is what you want out of a sequel. They they have their their early game and it's awesome, but then they make everything better somehow, and like and like exponentially better than the first game. I think it's really hard to do. So, for example, Remnant Three will now have a lot more to live up to, and they may not be able to hit that mark. They probably will make something as good as it if they do. This game could be so good that Larian will have a hard time in the future ever making a game as good. That's that to me makes a lot of sense to talk about how that raises the bar for the people who made it. Um, but I don't think I think they're whenever you put a fresh perspective and new money and anything on any project, you can always come I up think, with something. I think where this where this comes really into play, it's not like graphically the game looks nice, but we're not talking about graphics and it's the D and D five E system. It's not like they invented the system and you know, although I don't think Faith. Well, I mean, even Solasta implemented faithful. You know, we have example of a company faithfully, very small indie company, faithfully adapting five E rules to a game. Right. Um, I think the big thing that they've done here is they've got a high amount of choice, like a, a disgusting trove of choice that you're not going to see in, in many. I, in fact, I don't even know if you'll see that much choice. Uh, well executed. And then story variability. So the big thing that jumped out was um, they were saying the ending has seventeen different, up to seventeen thousand different variations. Seventeen thousand so variations. Yeah, not seventeen thousand endings, but as the story concludes, yeah, 
different vectors of choice can result in your experience having a variety, like there being 17,000 different end game ending experiences in the story. And they don't mean things Which, like, Oh, your, your cleric has a mustache in the end. It's not like that. It'd be like, no, but I mean, again, if, uh, it if, could, I mean, like <laughs> it could be, it. that could be when you hit yeah. 17,000, there's a lot of room for variance. Yeah. I think, well, I, it makes me think of disco Elysium. So I know you guys haven't played that to the end and I don't know if you want spoilers or not, because I don't know if you'll ever, play I that. don't. Cause I, I want to play I am definitely it. And play I it. occasionally yeah. find out, things and i i'm trying every to time find i find something out i'm like well i gotta delay longer so i can forget what so i you forget about it yeah well we've played mass i'll played mass effect through the yeah. end right yeah. yep. so there are some like cut scenes depending on who's alive and who isn't right sure right. like some like the major choices involve some variability not in the ultimate like resolution of the antagonist versus the protagonist but just who you're getting to chill with in the after party, you know, what sort of like epilogue activities you get up to like a, a role-playing game with a, a large, you know, Lord of the Rings style denouement, yeah. if you will. Like it's, it's, I think BG's going for that. And it's like, he's kind of saying what we already know. We know most game, even <laughs> most, this isn't going to raise the bar because we have games that have already had like high tier denouements and we still don't get them very often. So, mm, mm. You know, but I think that's what he's talking about is just like there's probably an abundance of choice, an abundance of reactivity. They call it like even the in their panel, last panel from hell, they talked about the game being very reactive. The Baldur's Gate has a newspaper and it writes articles about you and you can even go in and influence what's <coughs> written in the newspaper. And they talk about reactivity. When you play Dragonborn, there are lines dedicated just to react to you as a dragonborn, because even though Forgotten Realms has a lot of races in it, dragonborn uh, are still very rare to see. So people are like, oh shit, a dragon man? Holy crap. Like, yeah. So I, there's probably an embarrassment of riches in terms of, you know, what has gone into this game. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, I think you're right. I don't think it'll be the last time somebody tries makes a Herculean effort in a video game either. But yeah, we don't expect much from EA. We knew that already. (laughs) (laughs) We knew that already. You know, we don't expect uh, an RPG from Activision. Uh, We do from Blizzard, but not from Activision. So, uh, you know, just another big company. I don't think it's going to change your expectations about what those companies are trying to do, which is a lot of trend chasing for the most part. Yeah. But but that's one hallmark of this industry that I love. It's these, it's these, points of light of major change or major shifts or brand new ways of thinking or playing. And as much as I don't like vampire survivors as the OG, I like the spinoffs, you know, like I like halls of torment and some others better, but it's, there's no denying that that's one of those points of light. There's this like new thing that nobody had done before, at least not in that exact way or that combination of ingredients. And that new gaming burrito came out of nowhere and took everything by storm and won awards and has documentaries about it. And that one John sent me is weird as hell because they do it with a puppet. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that was really dis- distracting, by the way. It's hard for me to pay attention to that thing. And I they tried. don't do it for too long. I thought it was really good. I thought it was better than like, hey, here's a screen, a Zoom screen with a name, you yeah. know, or just archive footage in the background. It's much better than the nice. guy, because the guy didn't want to be on camera, and the, what they did was better than trying to just work around him, you know? Like, 
He must have been okay with them using the puppet. I don't know if you have to get permission for that. Like, I'm sure they told him, hey, man, we're going to make you a puppet. <laughs> I would mean, hope so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if, you, like, if you're going to, like, not, if you don't want to be um, shown in this thing, and that's part of the deal, and you're using your voice, you've already committed to that, do you have to approve the puppet use? You know? I don't know if you have to, but I think anybody doing it would be crazy not to look for it, and I'm sure they did. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Like, I, he doesn't seem like he's so uptight that he's like, absolutely not. <laughs> There's no way you will represent me as a vampire puppet. No, he just seemed to be like, I value my privacy and don't want to be on camera. For those who don't know what we're talking about, Vampire Survivors documentary on No Clip. Yeah, it's uh, very good. Just came out and is very good. It's very vampire good. Vampire Survivors or V Rising? Survivors, uh, vampire survivors. Oh, yeah. I thought it was V Rising, and I was not as interested. No, okay, yeah. I mixed up the two games. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> it uh, turns out it did not take a week. No, <laughs> no. I'm sure it didn't. <laughs> remember, the, I want. I just remember the comment was it looks like it took a weekend to make. Although, like, actually, it's funny you say that because that is discussed in the documentary. They do talk about a. Uh, they do talk about a very specific like. Hey, this looks too good. You need to make it look crappier as a thing that they actually do for the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, they that talk about that. A, that is a frequent comment and activity. Like as a as as a sorry, they need the comment it from players. Is that it? They need, they need no? The, the comments internally when they're putting stuff together is yeah. make is it look to, a little worse. Is it because of um, just so that it performs better when the screen's full of? Like objects? Is it like a perform? Is it like performance gains for low end machines? They kind of think that part of the game's charm is that it looks bad. Yeah. Oh, so they, they did, did it intentionally. Yeah, or, or didn't work too hard to. Uh, not sure which is worse. Because once you start selling them, you know, uh, five hundred thousand of these things, even at a small price of three bucks or whatever it was, you suddenly have money for a team and and for polish and for all that other stuff, and it seemed like there was a a point where they had to make that decision where it's like, we don't want to, we don't want to polish this. What is it? I don't want to make a pig look clean or what's the old phrase. Uh, you can't put, Oh, you can't put lipstick on a pig. Like leave the pig, no lipstick, make this a pig basically. Yeah. Right. Let it be a pig. Yeah. Cause it started as just a, like he was, he was a very basic programmer and he got an asset pack. Like that's why it started. That's why it was Castlevania is he right. bought a, Castlevania inspired asset pack that he used in the creation of his game. And so then when it came time to put their own flair and their own touches on what he was already using, it was, well, the game is popular based on this really crappy looking thing. Keep it the crappy looking thing. Right. Right. That makes sense. It does make sense. And like, it also makes sense that that would be that because like I said, in the Godot, like first example, it's literally, Make a guy spawn random dudes that path towards you. Like it's literally vampire survivors. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah. Like I mean, it's it. it and th- this this example predates vampire survivors. Like when you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like that's like one of the first first things they're teaching me in Gato is to like spawn my guy, move him around, have him shoot a little projectile, have enemies appear on the screen, walk towards you, uh, despawn when they get hit with a projectile, do damage when they hit the thing. And that's the game. And that's pretty much the vampire survivors loop, except on crack when you're just like, 
how about I make 600 projectiles and how about, you know, and like, I think they've like perfected the 30 minute loop. Like it does feel like good progression. Like it's a good game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and it's a good genre, but it, it does, it's interesting how it looks so crappy, Yeah, you know? But to and my like that's, to, to the origin- hipster angle to it, where it's like, no, sure. I like it like this. But to the original <laughs> point, it's an example of the those flash moments of whoa, new thing, which sometimes feels like we wait around forever for that. But they do happen in gaming all the time. Disco Elysium is a good example. BG three may be that. I hope so. All this talk makes I mean, me Metroid want to be. Dread is a good example. Even though I was like, should you be able to make a thousand Metroids? Why is it 50 million years? Yeah. And but, it was really good when they released Dread. Dread was amazing. But it's like, where's my expansion pack? Like, Well, Dread's still know, derivative I'm, of a of a thing that's, when it was a flash of lightning, was, you know, an old console game way back in the day. And so you could say, yes, they've iterated on on Metroid and made it better. But that moment of like Eureka those are rare and when they happen it's awesome i hope that's what this is because then there's a new standard to aim for and games will try to do better be better exceed it so i you know as much as this may just be a dude on twitter with a lark it's a very interesting um i think it's it's an interesting interesting conversation yeah Yeah. i like it a lot i I, um i don't think we'll see like I, i think one of the things that is missed with comments like this though is like larian's been Larian like has kind of a Blizzard style story a little bit. Like they were gonna go out of business before Divinity uh, Original Sin right. came out and saw some success. Two was, and they hit their stride, and they've been they've been working at this for a long time. So it's not like they just came in the spot and blew it up and got lucky. Like that company's been around for a long time, and you know it's like it, it's not just the development time of Baldur's Gate three, but you know of of the people involved at that company have been there a long time working to. Like they're just living their dream now of having like just this crazy, yeah. they're good, they're crazy phenomenal success and become a pinnacle in the CRP. It's funny though because Original I'm Sin sure. Two, you could argue Original Sin Two is another eureka moment for computer RPGs, for lack of a better term. I don't even like. Oh, that like genre the game name. came out of nowhere the year it came out too. Everyone was just raving about it. Yeah, it was amazing. And that's already yeah. this high watermark. So, so it's it's not like we're in a vacuum where this is being made by a company who's never made one of these. They made the best one that is already out there. There is no better one of these right now, until this hits. Hopefully, this is better. But up till up till now, name a game, name a CRPG that is as good as Original Sin Two. I can't do it. There isn't one. Is there one? I mean, I I put Disco Elysium in there, but it's I not the same though, right? Is it the same? Or is it different? No, no, it's it's. I mean, it depends how you classify these things. They're very different. Like you're you're getting very different cereals. <laughs> one's Count yeah. Chocula, the other one's Fruit Loops. Like, you know, you might like one more than the other, and they're very different tasting cereals, but they're both really sugary cereals. <laughs> oh wait, um, you know what we can do real yeah. quick? Everyone's favorite sugar cereal. Go, John. Go. What is it? Your favorite. Uh, Oh, I don't, I'm not a big cereal guy, but I did literally just before this show have, uh, it's called Lucky Charm S'mores. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> it is, what? okay, here's what it is. Imagine Lucky Charm, right? Yeah. Now imagine that instead of the, like, uh, the non-marshmallow pieces, yeah. pretend those are chocolate <laughs> flavored. Okay. 
Okay, now pretend somebody poured a bunch of golden grams oh in there. Oh my gosh, this is so bad. And me. now pretend there's also additional extra weird, just circular marshmallows. Okay. And it's like, it's it's good. I'll bet it's good, but it's also... <laughs> I really like it. It's incredibly sugary. It's a big but, box of coma-inducing sugar, though. Holy crap. All right, well, I don't need sugar anymore, but if I did, I'm I'm like just a straight-up Fruit Loops guy. I'll, I'll do Fruit Loops any day. If I, I mean, eat I'll eat almost any cereal. It's yeah, fine. I like them. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to dislike a cereal. Even shreddies are okay on the right occasion. Now, hold on. Have we heard of those shreddies? What is that? Is that a Canadian thing? Oh shit, it's a Canadian thing. That's just what I was hoping this was going <laughs> to turn into. I was like, oh man, I walked into a Canadian thing again. Yep. <laughs> this was my goal. Okay, hold on. Let's look it up. Shreddies breakfast cereal first produced in Canada in 1939. Do you guys have Special K? Yes, we do. Yeah. Okay. And you have, yeah, shreddies are a thing, or is it like Wheaties for you guys? We have Wheaties. We don't have shreddies. What about um, Muselix? Yeah, we have Muselix, but no one eats that because it's gross. We, yeah, but like all cereal, <laughs> even if it's gross, all cereal has its time where you could eat it and it's like it's all right. Do you guys yeah, have grape know. nuts up north? Grape nuts? Yeah, grape like nuts. Fruit? <laughs> ah, they don't have it. They don't have gra- grape not. nuts. I don't know. So grape nuts is like a brand cereal, but it's anyway. basically gravel. So it's not good. You don't want it. It's bad. Okay. Well, what I do enjoy most of the time is uh, oatmeal crunch. Oh, that sounds all right. Cereals, because you can put fruit in it and you can do it with yogurt. You don't need you don't need to cereal it. But if it's sugary cereal, I'm partial to Captain Crunch. Okay. How about you like it with the big crunch berries or just the plain old? Uh... Just the plain old. I mean, I've kind of had cereals banned in the house for a long time. Mm. I, yeah. I, cereals are just like pretty much, if you could put unhealthy it into a box, yeah. it's pretty much a cereal. So I, I think like 10 years ago or so, I just just don't buy them. It's a good move. Keep a little bit for the yogurt, fruit, dessert sort of deal. But sure, sure. They should have called that bleeding mouth cereal because every time I eat Captain Crunch, my mouth would bleed. That stuff was terrible. Oh. <laughs> it's just so sharp. The little the little cubes or whatever. And just I mean, they don't make it apart. as good in the States as they <laughs> do in Canada. <laughs> <guess not. laughs> we have better. I don't. Yeah. Great it nuts, though. I guess it is kind of sharp. Like, yeah. yeah but I never hurt myself on it. That's a, not probably you. Yeah, this game's going to be awesome. And I don't know. I just The comical thing about this tweet is like, you knew what you were doing, right? Like, you're going to tell the entitled... Uh, gamer toddlers not to cry or whatever like yeah guys be reasonable <laughs> like you know it's just kind of it's it's kind of funny like because he like he is wrong a little bit where it's like well they raised the bar like you can't if someone does something you know what this reminds me of actually a little bit mm. you ever worked anywhere where and you worked really hard because you just started there and then someone comes up to you and is like oh don't, we don't work that hard around here i have had that happen yeah yeah, and you're like, oh, like I was making, making them look. I'm making bad. people look bad, yeah. and they don't feel nothing about it. Yeah. Uh, well, f these guys, because I'm not here for them. You yeah. know, like that's always been my take on it. Like, I don't give a shit. Probably why I get promoted to management a lot, honestly. Yeah. But like, sorry, they said that very arrogantly. Yeah, probably why I'm always. Uh, <laughs> probably why I get promoted. Probably why to I'm always made like a manager. Yeah. I'm not here to make uh, friends. I'm here to make. Money. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Corpo returns. No, it's probably true though. Like um the quiet the quiet one who just gets shit done and doesn't brag all the time. 
I mean, if I was a manager, I would look for those people and hire and promote them. Yeah, yeah. You, well, you hire reliable people that yeah. uh, have uh, that exercise discretion and good judgment. Yeah. And uh, it's definitely bad judgment to walk up to someone and be like, "Stop working so hard, dude." <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible judgment <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Yep. Um, but that sort of that's what this smacks of. That this smacks of like you know in the defense of the you know because I call them whiny gamers, but I think they have a point in that. Um, uh, if someone sets the bar high, then that's just what happens. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. Uh, go go post your complaint somewhere where people give a shit because no one really does. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. thankfully, people were very busy complaining about Diablo this week, which we'll we'll get to in a minute yeah. here. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of which, let's talk about what we played this week. I don't remember where I got that. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the games we played. Nobody played anything shared this week, but um, I dabbled weirdly into a thing that I just I didn't expect this to happen. So Bo, this is Bo's fault. Last week we were talking about Black Desert again, and you were like, "I may install that again and check out the new area and all that." Oh yeah, I got away from it. You, I'm, I'm out. You're out. Okay. <laughs> well, Bo got me thinking about it, so I went and installed it. And then I got in. Most like we should all get matching tattoos. And then Scott shows up with the tattoo, and I was like, "Oh no, I decided against." Yeah, it. that is kind of what was, it's like. I was just having fun in the moment. I think it's not a bad comparison, but I I did this because he he. I mean, it wasn't like oh, I'll do this with Bo. It was more like yeah, I'm kind of in the mood for a grindy, crappy MMO. I don't know, just kind no, of. No, I a, played a bit. I did play a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you know. I, I may have even dropped ten bucks in the game, shamefully. Ten? Oh, you you spent money already? I don't I feel I don't feel so bad then. Yeah, yeah. Um, I bought a scan and then I then I played for a bit and then I remembered. I'm like, you know, this game this isn't gonna this is not gonna end well. This is this is better things to do and I uninstalled. Yeah, I did the same. So that's about as far yeah, as I got. I but then my I losses at ten bucks. But then I got in a mood and I was like, well, what else have I not tried? Like, let's just look at everything Steam or PC games stores or whatever have as like popular MMOs that aren't the ones I've played. Let's just see what's up. And then I, I bumped into Star Trek Online and went, Oh yeah, right. Never played it. John has a lifetime subscription. And lifetime uh, sub, still subbed. Yep. He'll never get rid of yep. it. He paid all at once back then famously. And a bunch of other people did that too that I know. So it's not you're not the only one. Um but I thought I'll just see what's up in there. I hear it's good. Like people it's reviewed well, you know, like right now the community's happy with this game. It seems like it's being played and lots of people like it just fine. So I fired it up on PC. Um, and it's an interesting thing because, boy, it's a... And when you're not in space, it's very ugly, okay? Like all the on-the-ground stuff, all the characters, the, the people's faces, the kind of interiors of things, it's pretty crusty. It's not great. It's showing its age. Um, they have not, as far as I know, done much to like beef up that engine in, uh, for all the ground combat and the missions on the ground and that sort of stuff. Um, the women are also shaped weird where the men are not, and I don't understand that. The women have crazy legs and the men have stubby legs. It's just weird. Anyway, doesn't matter. The point is I went in there and I started a character and I started doing its thing. And before I know it, I was like six hours into this game and really enjoying oh my. myself. And I think it's mostly this the tactical space combat is actually legit fun and yeah that's the part i really enjoyed yeah, it's back cool. when i played as well yeah yeah it's really cool and it that stuff uh look also looks good like that's the thing the ground stuff just looks a little 
hanky and old, but uh, the stuff in the in space actually looks good. The ships look good. There's this moment where Janeway shows up in the in Voyager to like save my ass in the middle of a cube a Borg cube fight, and it was like legit exhilarating. I was like, whoa. Admiral Janeway just showed up. Who's with her? Some other guy I know. Oh, we just got communications from Captain uh, LaForge because Jordy's all doing stuff on his own ship now in this world. Um, anyway, that stuff was really fun and kind of impressive. And then when I'd get to the ground, it's not bad. It's just that it, in comparison, it's just not as fleshed out or something. It's hard for me to even explain why it feels so weird. I, I think it's actually kind of a valiant effort to try to tie the two things, the two aspects of Star Trek together, ground combat and missions away and away teams and all of that. And then mixing that with this, with the space stuff is, is a very cool thing to do. The game's not new by any stretch. So, you know, if they, if like if somebody said, Oh, we're going to do a whole graphical overhaul, I would like legitimately be excited about that because I think the underpinnings are strong and they've, supported their community there's not it's not egregious pay to win stuff in this game um i you know I, like i said i played like six seven hours or something that's all i've had time for but um it's cool star trek online is pretty cool as as yeah. a as an mmo to play that's you know among the list of the older aging ones there are a number of those out there now that were all made in like 2011 2012 did you interact with the community very much a uh, little bit i Oh, you know what happened a lot is, you know, in WoW, sometimes you'll start a new character and as soon as you get in, you get like 500 guild invites because people yeah. are just waiting around to like pull you into a guild. <laughs> that happens there's here There's another lot. one. Get him. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. It's like the Federation monkeys would like to add you to their whatever consortium. Just, Do you like, want to join? This game has like zero uh, like press. You know, it does zero press, right? Like even as we scroll through the news articles, in a given week, I don't really see, you know, I even see Eve come online come up more than this game, right? Oh, yeah, for so sure. So I'm, I'm guessing like the people that are playing this are, you know, passionate or like Star Trek, right? Like uh, there's a lot of choices out there. I got to imagine, you know, they're big into the Trek, right? Yeah, my feeling was and while I was in there and when I was reading Reddit and some other things, what people love about it is it's the most expansive Trek experience available in video games. Like there just isn't mm. anything else. And it's not to say that you know, people are settling for some crappy thing. I think it's, I got the feeling the whole time I was in it that this game has always been really ambitious, but doesn't quite have the polish you need to, to fully realize that ambition. If that makes any sense. Like it's just a little on the cornball side. They have all the, all the actors come and do stuff. Like that was actually Janeway talking. That was, that was what's her name. Can they name all of a sudden? Um, I t- Jordy is Jordy. It's it's Lavar Burton. Uh, Spock is a big part of the intro for the Federation side. If you're not doing Klingon or something, it, it has that cachet to it. And even recent missions, like I just played a thing with uh, that had Wesley Crusher and and uh, what's her name Crusher, Mom Crusher, uh, Beverly. Beverly, thank you. Um, <laughs> Mom Crusher, and they were voiced by the actors. Like it's they're not. You know, she's got that cool shock of gray hair like she does in Picard and all that. Um, did you finish that season of Picard? Uh, n- did I? Oh, no, I haven't finished that yet, have I? You what? How could you not finish it? Oh, I'll go finish it. I, you know what? I got, you I don't know, something happened and I didn't, I didn't pause mean to the do show. that. We'll <laughs> pause wait. the show and go watch it now? Okay. No, I got like five in and then got just busy or I don't know what happened, but I didn't finish. I will, though. Um, anyway, it's just a surprise. Incredible how fun this is 
or how much fun I was having. Now, if this is a game where you said, hey, I need your 49 bucks plus expansion cost plus a monthly fee, I would have said probably not. It's a little old for that, you know? But like I said, I wouldn't turn these guys down if they said, hey, we're overhauling the engine. We're going to come out. We're going to cataclysm this. Or we're so gonna... it's just like it's just free to play at this point. Correct. Yeah, and I just played the Steam version. Um, it's on consoles then, as well. So, so it's just free, and there's like a battle. Like, is there an optional battle pass? Like, what's the no battle passes? But there's events. There's um, well, I guess some of it's kind of battle pass. There's like there is an in-game currency. I know because this is what my lifetime sub perk has turned into. Right. There's an in-game currency that I get a quantity every month. I'm sure it's capped, which is unfortunate because I'm apparently collecting it. Yeah. N- forever. There's but, probably some um, cap there'd have to be, right? Oh, that bums me out though. Cause I want to just log in and be a millionaire. Uh, you know, just like, <laughs> like oh, find out fun. like fry style. I had a really like low balance <laughs> in a bank account, but then <laughs> got teleported into the future and I've just collected a ton of interest. Right. And like now I'm the richest person in Star Trek online. Yeah. You put like um, 25 bucks in Apple in 1972 and now you're worth billions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Oh, people are saying no cap. Anyway, I, I, I think it would be cool, but there is a currency that's used. I believe it's for, you know mostly cosmetic oh yeah stuff. there's definitely a store and there is caught co- there is a currency i just don't think there's a battle pass like strictly battle pass style thing but there are like event things that seem to be tied to the store a little bit i didn't really explore that though um i was mostly doing story missions and oh this is the other thing i liked about it and this is what i think maybe my big takeaway about what they do that's special they capture the feeling of an actual tng season weirdly uh or or you know whatever star trek you're into but let's say tng because this is all set like 20 years after tng um they they feel like separate episodes so it's like oh there's an anomaly we're gonna go explore there's a captain's log at the beginning of it and you hear the narration well, we found a and then you go do the thing and you explore and you find out oh no there's some real dark shit going on and then you have to fight and then you have to fight in space and then you gotta go find a thing and there's a lot of you know mmo tropes happening but they treat it like an episode of star trek and when you're done with that one you can go to another one and there's no there's no single path to take. You can go to whatever episode you want in any order you want. And that felt great. I really liked it. There was a real start and finish to everything. And that was fun. Now I can't speak to like there's they have a version of dungeon dungeon content. They have all those other endgame things. I didn't do any of that. I can't speak to endgame in this at all. But I just have to say it left a pretty good albeit kind of janky first impression because I know what I'm playing looks like kind of looks like shit. Chat room says this is the upgraded engine. So that's disappointing. Um, Yeah. But I mean, Star Trek, not known for looking incredible either. Not really. No. Yeah. Um, So yeah, once you accept that and also accept that the space stuff does look really cool, like the ships are really cool and rendered nice and they're big and, and the way the, you know, some of the inertia mechanics and stuff work, it's really cool in space. It's a neat game. Um, you know, I don't know how much more I'm going to play it, but I got to say it really scratched that itch I was feeling after Bo and I were talking about MMOs. And I wasn't yeah, glad you landed there and not in uh, BDO. Yeah. I was in BDO long enough to go, oh, yeah, right. And then I got, <laughs> and then I got out. Yeah, same. And uh, it's just too much. I'm so glad you said that because when you got into uh, our Discord channel and you're like, I'm going to play it, Bo, I just was like, <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> what are you doing? Well, let me make it worse for you, John, because that night I thought, 
Well, that was bad, but I wonder how that mobile version of BDO is now. I just was curious. I'll just sit in bed and try a little mobile BDO. Fired it up, installed it. I forgot how that game plays. So it's that game's crazy on mobile. It's like gorgeous. Like BDO in general is a very pretty game, right? It's always been graphically kind of amazing. The mobile game is even more so that way. Maybe it's because it's on a smaller screen. And it's bombastic as hell and all of that. But it plays itself like 100% plays itself. I don't have to do shit in that game. It just attacks mobs and does all the special abilities. I can turn that off and try to do it manually, but it's there, so I leave it on by default. And my guy just runs, kills a bunch of stuff, does a bunch of things, runs back to the quest giver. Like, the game plays itself. So then I uninstalled that because that was dumb. Uh, And then I gave up, and then I played this. So there good you call, go. good call. I had I felt similarly. I was just I just know what what happens at end game. It gets really dumb. Yeah, yeah. And well, you've been the yeah you've been in places in that game we'll never go. And I yeah, trust yeah. your the opinion. desert. Like it's just graphically <laughs> it's money cool. on panties. <laughs> yeah, graphically it's cool. <laughs> Gra- graphically it's cool, and like character creation's cool, and the battle's cool. But the actual what you do sucks yeah it's not that great there's just too much bullshit mm-hmm. i mean I, I if i should be playing lost ark if i can play bdo so yeah well it was cool Forget i had a really good shit. time in there so if anyone out there's thinking hey i should dabble. i found i found a softer place to land that i'm very happy about but we'll save that for when it's my turn oh very nice i also okay this is this one's to blow john's mind oh i should mention i'm excited I, about this this is a game yeah uh that i has been on my like add to cart, but then ends up getting deleted before I pulled the trigger for a long time. Like oh, I, really? I have wanted to play this game for a while, and I'm really excited you're playing it. Well, Squaresoft, uh, also known nowadays as Square Enix, uh, made a game years ago called, well, they made the Mana series. The Mana series is very popular. People love the 16-bit era Mana games, uh, Legend of Mana. Um, what was the other one that came to America? Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana. Of Mana. And then this one, Trials of Mana, which did not come to the U.S. initially on the Super Nintendo, but did in Japan, was very, very huge over there. I don't know why it didn't come here. Maybe they were just like, ah, oh, those other two didn't perform well. I, I mean, you want to talk about a reason why I feel a bit like shocked that I've never played this game mm. is as a kid, Secret of Mana was one of my favorite video games of all time. Um I literally had a diary that I bought and filled in with pages about how badly I wanted Secret of Mana just so I could leave it places around the house (laughs) in the hopes that my parents would read this diary and learn how badly I needed Secret of Mana in my life so that I might have this game. I Scammer used John, to, that's yeah. what we should call you. I, I used to long con uh, John. go, long go con to John. my local video store and rent the only copy of Secret of Mana that they had. And whenever we went back to the video store, I would try and get it again. But at a certain point, they got a second copy of Secret of Mana. So I wrote with permanent ink on the cartridge of the one that was mine mine in quotes yeah and i would ask to see the cartridge before they i would rent it to see if it had my mark on it because i knew that's the one that had my save and i was devastated because one day someone deleted my save for no good reason because mm. i just constantly rent it and play my save 
And uh, this was what I would do. So I had a lot of really stupid things around Secret of Mana because that game meant a lot to me. Yeah. And I would always read the video game magazines and they would always show previews of like, hey, here's this sequel to Secret of Mana. Here's the sequel. And it never came out. Mm. And so I spent a lot of time longing for this game that uh, never came out. And I still have never played it. Yeah. And you there is play it together. Well, I don't think you can. Well, you could watch, I suppose. Or you know. so, so Secret of Mana also notable in my life because we had the four-player adapter for the SNES mm. for Bomberman. Mm. You could also play three players in Secret of Mana, and I played yeah. with my. It was one of the only games that I played with, like my brother and sister, all of us playing. Oh, you know what? I take it and back. I, you can play in this, but the problem is it's couch, like you were doing with your sister and your brother. Right? Oh, okay. No so online. online. Yeah, uh, which is kind of a bummer. But, um, uh, yeah, but you're no, right. Secret yeah. of Mana is a. Uh, that, at the time, it was like the only adventure game you could play three players, full campaign, like very. They set the bar so high, it's never been met again. Just kidding. And they, um, re- <laughs> they, but they, I mean, to their credit, this was the real, the only real challenger in the 16 bit era that Zelda had. I felt like it felt like it was a huge, uh, uh, you know, hugely influential for a lot of gamers who were thinking that Zelda was the only adventure game to play. And this just, you know, this series snuck in there, but the Japanese version of Trials never came here, like we talked about. So this is that version remastered and in English. It's also in Japanese. If you want to hear it that way? Oh, is it? Yeah, what, they have like, multiple what, languages. What? Uh, the what the uh, I was going to say the I have seen. There's a YouTube video of somebody playing Trials in English, but I think that's like a ROM somebody localized. So I don't think it's actually like you can't buy the cartridge and have it be that way. I don't think. But anyway, um, Trials of Mana is on PlayStation 5 as a PlayStation Plus game. It's just there. So that's why I decided to just try it. I was like in the mood and I'm like, hey, let's let's check this out. I like I like Secret of Mana a lot. I probably would like this. And turns out I really do. Structurally, it is very much set in the 16-bit era. Like what you do, where you do it, and how you do it is not simple, but it's 16-bit simple. And they built a 3D engine around it. But you're still sort of, in fact, it's very true to the original game, apparently, which also means it's true to the trappings of that era. But I like that stuff. And it and it's, so in some of that simplicity is actually working for me in terms of like, you know, it's not crazy exploration. It's not get lost Final Fantasy type stuff. It's, it's just like, hey, I got to do a thing and I know where the indicator is to go and I'll go do that stuff and... Now I got a companion and he's the AI is going to fight unless I want to switch to that companion. I'll play as that companion when I, when I feel like it and um, I can level them up separately and buy them all gear when I need to buy them gear upgrades and all this sort of stuff. And it's got this very like, you know, it's a square game, but it's real time action, but it's still a square game and you're still leveling up and you still have magic points and you still have life points and you still have gear that's going to be better than what you had before and all kinds of drop down or uh, uh, dropped items that you're going to use. So it's very just true to all that stuff, right? Um, here's my only complaint about the game, and it's not really much of one because I actually kind of find it it's so ridiculous it's working for me. And that's the the horrible dialogue and acting. It's really, I, really, really bad. I saw your clip at the end of Core Daily, and I, at first, Scott, yeah. I thought you were doing an obnoxious <laughs> voice over the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would wonder, right? Like, it's that bad. I'll give, um, here's an audio example of some of this. He took a blow meant for me. 
causing both him and the dragon lord to fall into the depths of an abyss. I mean, that's not that bad, but... Uh, that wasn't that bad. What you had at the end of Cordelia was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. bad. How about this one? Welcome, young man. This shop is for reading fortunes. Your pinched face tells me you have a lot on your mind, son. It's just a real... It's all shitty. It's all bad. Um, but easily, that clip I put up there today is easily the worst. Uh, but I kind of <laughs> like it because it's so bad. It, it needs to be a certain level of bad for me to actually enjoy it. And I find myself chuckling at it because it's so stupid. Um, but the story they're telling is good. And what I'm doing is really fun. And I like it a lot. The game is great. And it's on PlayStation Plus. You got a PS5 or a PS4, just get it. It'll play on either one, and uh, it's out there. And it was on sale last week for, like, cheap. It may still be if you want to just straight up buy it. Um, it's on PC as well, but... Oh, here's that stupid full, fairy. On PC, it's like 60 bucks. Yeah, it's up there. It's kind of newish. It's not that many years ago. What do I want to say? 2020, maybe? 2020. Or? Yeah, it's just yeah. not on sale right now, I guess. I don't know. Um, but this little this little wispy-looking fairy lady, she's terrible. She's just terrible. And there's also my first companion's like a little girl who's like a healer type. I don't remember her name. She's got a great kit. She's fun to use, but she is so obnoxious. She says things like, uh, how do you say it? It's like, oh, no, my grandpa. My grandpa. I'll never see my grandpa again. Yeah, that kind of shit. It's real bad. But if you like, I don't know. There's something that takes me back about it. It's like a very... It's retro with but it feels new. It's it's cool. Would I would I say that this is this is the kind of remake I want? And boy, Final Fantasy VII remake could sure learn a thing or two. No. All right. That's miles cooler than this. And 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 also innovates and does new things. It's not even the same game, really, right? And they even change story stuff. And this game, it is like straight up, hey, what if that world is in 3D? What if these characters talked out loud? And what if it was the exact same game that was already pretty good? That's what this is. And I like it. And my man, the main character has really stupid hair. Just want to point that, put, put that out there. Look at uh, that hair. Really that great hair. I oh. think you misspoke. It looked cool in the in the sixteen bit era. Right now, it looks like I don't know. You couldn't sleep with that. It'd just be it'd smother you or something. It's not like <laughs> it's not like cool hair like Bo's hair. No, it would clip through the bed, Scott. Come well, I mean, you, yeah, you tie your hair up before going to bed so you don't. That's true. And stuff, yeah. She also enters him in a way that made me uncomfortable. It just happened on screen there. Anyway, uh, it's uh, you know, worth some playing. Some people pay good money for that, Scott. That's right. Uh, that, again, is Trials of Mana remake on PS5 for free, or you can buy it in various places. Uh, finally, the only thing I really had time to put any real time into, about a couple hours anyway, is this new game called Tectonic. It is... Um, uh, geez, what do you compare these to? You compare it to... Uh, factory games, Factorio, and um, more, more, more like the first person one. It was a name I can't remember. Oh, Satisfactory is what I'm trying to say. Satisfactory is the game that this is the most like, but it's this weird underground cave thing where you're still wanting to build factories, but you're, you're there's this weird story going on about why you're there, why all these facilities have failed. Uh, what you have to do to get it all back online again and you start mining iron and turning it into ingots and all the stuff you're used to with these kinds of games. But it's all in these big caverns and also the, the, the caves and the walls and everything and the floors even are destructible. So you can 
chip down or chip away or make holes or uh, some places are impenetrable to get a certain tool and then you can burrow right through the wall and you have a whole new part of the cave that opens up. Um, you have these cool mines like this mine right here I'm looking at uh, is you push it right up against a wall that has copper, for example, and then you can create your, your uh, what do you call them? Um, I can't think of words today. What are they called? The, the conveyor belts. Do conveyor belts and then you have the converters and the and the stuff that turns it into ingots and the ingots can go to storage and then that stuff can be pulled somewhere else and it's it's all that stuff but it's done in this trippy cave thing and has a story that's really gripped me in the two hours I played. I'm really interested in where that stuff goes um, and the deformable uh, kind of almost like um, rock and stone kind of deformable stuff is pretty cool. Uh, just feels like I should see dwarves around <laughs> trying to kill spiders. It's weird. Um, it's not quite as low low um, poly as that game as uh, the games whose name I can't think of. What is it? What's dwarf the, game. Dwarf game. But what's the game called? Deep Rock Galactic. Deep Rock Galactic. What the f is wrong with my head? Anyway, short term, <laughs> long term memory all effed up today. Uh, that's what happens when you play Trials of Mana, I guess. But anyway, it's like uh, uh, one of those. It's one of these. So you already know. If you hear me saying this and you're like, oh, I like factory automation games, well, then you probably want to get this. And this one doesn't feel as like, like it has as high of a complication uh, level. If you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't seem to be quite as gnarly as, say, something like Satisfactory where you really got to plan ahead and there's a lot of dangers. Oh, that's the other thing. There's no creatures to kill you. You don't have to put up defense stuff. I hate that part of those games anyway. I always turn them off if I can, so it's fine with me. So if those sorts of things bug you in games like this, you'll probably like this. Um, anyway. Oh, and it's on Game Pass. It's, it's early access, right? So, like, it's yes. just, they're just they're developing it. So. Correct. It's early on, but it feels pretty good so far. Pretty, pretty polished. Uh, I don't know what the total. I don't, you know, I don't know what their ultimate um, roadmap looks like, but it's on Game Pass. I'm playing it there, so that was free for me. Basically, it's also on Steam and early access. And uh, if you have Game Pass, no reason not to try it. It's neat. I like it, uh, but only two hours in, so I don't have a huge bunch of stuff to say about it. I also cracked open Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I did not play it yet, but I downloaded it. That's also on PlayStation Plus. I got a little. You know what? Thanks, thanks, Final Fantasy 16. You got me poking around my PlayStation a lot more. There you go. Nice job. I also uninstalled Final Fantasy 16. All right. <laughs> oh, you're on. done with it? I'm not. I don't you're know if done. I'm done, but I'm done for now. You're done. done with it? No. Yeah, I don't know if I can keep going, dude. That game. John, you know what? I love John's review on the Core Daily video. If you guys haven't seen it, you should. John's going to talk about that in a minute, but it's really. I actually, I think I agree with almost everything he says. Yeah, it's yeah. just it, my, not all games are for everyone. That's what like, that's the thing. That's what I walked away with was, you know what, John and I don't have to love the same things the same. Oh, no one ever expected us to anyway. Neither did either of us. It's just, you know, it's just fine. It's fine. And it can and I have the cloud saves. I can install it again if I want to play it again. I but I ran out of room for Ratchet and Clank, so I took it off. <laughs> all right. Well, you know. I mean, if you're not into it that much, then it makes sense. Yeah. And then, like I say, maybe later. I may get a, an itch later, and I'll go back. And I'm far enough where I could, you know, barrel through. But whew, I hit a lot of roadblocks in that. All right. That's what I played this week. John, speaking of Final Fantasy 16, where, where, where'd you land on that? How'd they do? I, I landed it. I'm done. I finished it. Completed. Beat the game. Yeah. Done with it. Uh, although I there is... A, so when you beat the game... 
Uh, it does unlock New Game Plus mode, which is all the usual stuff, like start the game with everything you had, but it also unlocks a difficulty called Final Fantasy, which is a much higher difficulty. Uh, the level cap goes up, the um, encounters are different, uh, there are new weapons, new enemies, there's new stuff. So it's not just like, a, hey, replay the game with you know what you had and, and it's harder there's actually some changes so i might poke around in that but i have finished the journey for now uh it was quite a ride you know uh, a lot of people have said you know where do you rank this on like your big final fantasy list like where does this fall and honestly i think this might be the hardest one in the series to rank like you know as a final fantasy game it's missing a lot of elements that i personally think are really important to be a good final fantasy but how do you look at like you know so what my favorite so far is probably six if i was going to pick a favorite but how do i look at the battles of six yeah our little our little turn-based battles our little sprites looking at each other and compare them to like what you're showing on screen right now and go well that's comparable let's <laughs> let's just let's just pick whatever we're going to pick from this yeah and I, it's just really really hard to compare i like them both for very different reasons uh there are some things that i really wish were in this game that aren't but there are some new additions to this game that uh i absolutely love it will be very very hard for me to play either going back to Final Fantasy VII Remake or when the next one comes out to be away from this combat system. I liked this combat system so much, I am going to miss the hell out of it when I go and play either other action games or other Final Fantasies that are trying to be more action-oriented. Um, so, you know, there's things I absolutely love about it, but... You know, like you've said, Scott, it is not a perfect video game. Mm. Uh, it has slow moments. It has slow plotting moments. I do owe Scott a little bit of an apology, but not really. He complained <laughs> about anime BS <laughs> in this John. game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like let me let me give him kind of a, a little apology, like a half apology. Okay, I'll take it. even a quarter um, is fine. A quarter would be all right. Because Whatever. he, I kind of got on him for saying like Scott, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's anime bs yeah um i still stand by scott did not get to the anime bs in this game <laughs> but this game goes full anime by the end oh you Let mean it gets you. worse for him yeah, yeah, basically yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes oh. this game absolutely goes space laser fireballs pushing back and forth while everybody's yelling who's gonna win battle of wills versus gods it's a lot of anime uh, by the end. Now, I don't think Scott's characters are talking about how they feel with cool hair is necessarily a criticizable level of anime, but it gets there. Mm. Uh, the unfortunate thing is I'm an unapologetic fan of Dragon Ball Z, and I thought it was all great. Yeah. I, every time it got bigger in scale and every time... People did stupid things to just escalate it further. I went, well, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in video <laughs> gaming. So I, I had a very, very fun time. And, uh, you know, I said it in my review. Uh, there has not been a video game in a long time that I can think of that made me laugh and cheer while playing it. And this game did that multiple times. Mm. And so I, I agree 
quite a lot with Scott on some of the more boring elements of this game. It does have lulls in the action. I do understand ultimately where those benefit the narrative, and I think they do. I think those down moments where you're just talking to people actually serve the narrative in a cool way. But I get that they're there, and I get that they are slow-paced and not for everyone. Um but the the big moments of this video game, I was just so into and are just so cool that uh, I love it. I really loved my time with this video game. So give us a, I mean, I, we don't do scores on the show, but if you had to apply one. No, I, it's in my review. I gave it a score. Oh, that's I right. absolutely you did. gave it a score. Yeah. I used Bo's scale. Oh, that's right. And using Bo's scale, it's a 16 out of 10. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. I like it. A 16 on 10, as Bo would say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it's Final Fantasy 16. So 16 out yeah, of 10. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. That's great. Uh, it is. All right. uh, so it, I should play. Like, I'm watching the clip that's uh, your clip of play that Scott was showing. And it's like, it's hard to watch that and be like, no, I should be playing that. Like, that. Oh, no. It's so cool. This <laughs> like, shit is so like, cool. <laughs> it looks amazing. Like, it looked. The, I'm just waiting for it on PC. I just, it's not worth eight hundred dollars to me. But yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no, like, well, and like, I think the I'm PC sure version is going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. PC version. I'm pretty should sure be great. I'm going to play this like hundred percent. I'm guessing John will buy this again on PC, right? Yes, <laughs> day one. Yeah. I will pay full price for it. Yeah. If there's a collector's edition with some other tchotchke, I'll do that too. This is really, really cool. I had a I had a great time with it. Yeah, and these um, fights, like we're showing here, are. You know, I don't know if I made this clear. They are really, really impressive. Like it's 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 quite literally like part of me wants to go back in time every decade and show my old self this and say, look what video games do now, because <laughs> it's really something to see happening in real time in, in a rendered engine. You know, it's insane. But boy, they talk about and stuff the, the one you're showing I picked because it's more epic than anything you got to scott yeah but oh. it's also not the most epic that this game gets so i was like i'm comfortable with this this is about a middle ground of epicness that we can show here um and that's it's just cool but you're 100 percent right it's hard to go from doing this to walking around town listening to I'm really sad. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. it's a shift and it's a shift you may not always be ready for and uh, always, you know, ready to jump on. But I liked it. I thought it was a, a great time. And, you know, I think we've between Scott and I given you plenty of examples where you can judge whether or not it's for you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It does look like something, Bo, you'd really enjoy. And I think you have a stronger stomach for the. I, I like. Well, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm anime stuff is fine with Yeah, me, you're down with sure. it. We're going to talk about that stuff cuz I've got something along those lines that I've been playing too. But um I wanted to say John like uh, that Ifrit guy is already a giant, right? Yeah. It's already huge. Like huh? yeah, so it's the scale is like the fact that it looks like an ant compared to what he's fighting is kind of preposterous cuz he's are Ifrit's already a giant at least in terms of a human. Hey, this guy's like earth shatteringly large that he's fighting. And the thing is like, we can all stop talking about shadow of, Col of the Colossus as if it, no one ever did anything like that again. Cause this is like, yeah, this exceeds shadow of the Colossus that. in a way raised the bar on boss fights. And finally we're getting, yeah, 
We're seeing that uh, just be like a thing here. It's so really something. It's a lot like a game that not a lot of people played, but there's a game called Azura's Wrath. Oh which was yeah, a uh, which was a game that like <laughs> that's a weird one. Was the same deal where people were like punching planets, and you were like a person standing on a planet catching a fist that was big enough to wipe out an entire planet. Like it was. It was another one of these where the scale was just absolutely insane. And it will surprise you not at all to know that I also thought that game was very good. So uh, I definitely have a a have a benchmark of things that I like. And apparently that scale just getting pushed to an insane amount. I am just 100 percent OK with. Yeah. Zero's um, Wrath was uh, what, like 360 PS3 era something I think so. I think so. But I remember seeing that and going, are you kidding me? Like, are you really making, is this possible? Like, is that guy bigger than the planet now after this thing he just did or whatever? Like that game. Yeah. It gets to the dumb scale of like, well, what if we just threw galaxies at one another? You know, it just keeps going and it just doesn't stop. And, um, you know, final fantasy 16 doesn't quite go that big, but, uh, it finds ways to top that, so you know it's it's kind of nuts. Yeah, this game still looks kind of good. It does. They mm. should re- they should put it back out. They yeah. should use Final Fantasy 16 as inspiration and realize that like, oh, people want to do uh, dumb stuff on a really insane scale. Let's put that out again. Yeah, Azura's uh, uh, what's another word we could do? Azura's Wrath. Now we got Azura's. Um, Frustration. I don't know what it would be. That's the new game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, all right then. The there you go, you guys. Your final look at what John thought of that game. That's awesome. Uh, tell yeah. us about, you've been still playing Halls of Torment. I have as well. I forgot to mention that. So it sounds like you and I are both, uh, we're both fans of Halls of Torment, turns out. Uh, yeah. Halls of Torment is awesome. Like, uh, this is, I I am now hitting that moment where you you kind of make the shift from like oh, I'm kind of losing every run badly to now oh I can beat the first stage and oh I can beat the second stage but it's it takes a while and uh I'm it is the first time that I've gotten really into a game like this since Vampire Survivors like I've played others and I've liked others this is the first one where I've really started to see that power progression because I keep playing it and can't stop mm-hmm. um and this has just been my go-to i don't know what to play i think a lot of people are like this when you play a game that's really long and really involved um and i you know spent weeks now playing final fantasy 16 uh you just need something of a palate cleanser you don't go like oh i'm gonna go final fantasy 16 good got it done let me just dive into the deep end on something else so I'm kind of figuring out what I'm going to play next. Um, and I just want, you know, kind of dumb, easy fun in since then. And this is what that game has been, or this is the game that's been that for me. Uh, it's real simple. And, you know, as I talked about last week with my little call in uh, bit, I like that you can set it to be very automatic like vampire survivors or you can kind of take manual control Mm -hmm. and i like that it's not a setting that has to be universally applied to your run so you can be playing where it's just like all i'm doing is moving the character like vampire survivors i have no agency beyond that i'm just moving the character but then you can say you know what like there's a boss in the second stage that uh goes underground and pops up and so if you're auto aiming it can be hard to kill a boss like that because 
maybe when he's above ground, you're not targeting him. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the press of a button, you can switch to manual and really aim and focus down bosses. Or if you're getting surrounded and you want to create an escape for yourself, uh, you can take control and manually aim too. And I just think that that's really smart. It adds a level of additional control that I don't think is necessarily needed in this, but turns out when it's optional, I really like it being there. Yeah, I do too. And it's um, it's genius not to make me have to go through two menus to find it. You know, you just do it. Yeah. And it doesn't stop the gameplay. It doesn't change anything. You just keep going. And if you want to turn it off again, you turn it off with a switch of a button. Controller support's really good. It's a it's a really neat little little one of these, you know. Our our yeah, mutual I'm, friend Liam O'Brien sent me a message just this week saying, uh, I can't stop playing this thing. And I'm like, I know, right? It's so good. He loves it. And it just reminds me of old original Diablo yep. and uh, you know, it's it's nice. Those sound, that I like sound everything those, about it. Those sound the sound of those skeletons going down is so yeah. that is such a nostalgia switch for me. It just reminds me of Diablo one and two that that crunchy clinking sound of a falling skeleton. I don't know what it is about that, but this game's got a ton of that. It's great, and when you get, even when you get like a health potion, it's not quite the Blizzard drink sound, but it's you know close to that potion sound it's and close oh, enough yeah. it's close enough to make you mad that blizzard didn't do this yeah i agree and it's, you know we've already had that conversation just make the game blizzard i know uh i'm gonna keep banging the drum actually i'm gonna but like it does bum me out that like why are we playing this clear homage to the game when you know we we could be literally playing a Diablo version yeah. of it. Yeah, and they, they could I sell guess, it for I don't 12. know, maybe I'm happier that an indie guy is getting my money than Blizzard at probably this make point, a mod. If D4 had modding, you could definitely just make a mod. Yeah, that could be yeah. interesting. And the D4 yeah. engine, that could be... Excuse all the... Yeah. It could be something. But I like that it's the old original Diablo. <clears throat> like, Yeah, I like the crusty... I like that it's those icons and or those style icons and armor and sounds and the weird lighting on the ground and the enemies look vaguely claymation yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's just it's really nice the way he the way the characters move they they kind of swivel on these feet that walk like a moonwalk kind of i don't know they're it's all obviously care has been taken to remind people of what that felt like is it wasdy movement it can be. Movement. You can do mouse and keyboard or uh, controller. I think controller works really well on it. But oh, but can, do you like do you move with the arrow keys or do you? Oh yeah, it it's WASD for movement and um, you know you don't click move like you would yeah. in Diablo. Yeah, that's a good. I point. think you can turn it on though because I did see an option for click move. Oh really? But I I play with a controller, so I don't know. Yes. Yeah, um, I haven't I haven't turned it on, but I I did see something in the options about click movement, so it could be. Yeah, uh, but I didn't. I didn't go that route. It's pretty neat, though. Good game and cheap. So I just wish they'd make one that plays like an actual ARPG. Like a, uh, I, don't, I don't like the autoplay, and I, it's not for. It's not, I'm not going to make some big criticism about it. I just I don't. I don't like the auto shooting business. Sure. Well, if you, uh, I mean, it seems like only a matter of time, right? Somebody's going to make it. Make one of these that plays like a proper Diablo game. That yeah. could be interesting. It's like you can branch off of these in some interesting ways. Yeah. You know, I I I think the difference between Scott and I and the reason why we have different tastes in these is if I'm gonna play a game like this, I want it to be simple. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want it to be complicated. Right. But 
if I, you know, I, I go to an ARPG for an ARPG. I go to this for for this. Like, I'm not looking for something yeah. crazy. But this does have some interesting depth. Like, it does have armor, and those armors do have skills and stuff that modify the game in interesting ways. Like, um, you know, there's there's some armor that converts to where all your attacks do burning damage, which then leans into a trait that, you know, increases your burning damage overall. So there's interesting things you can do with it. I think if I was going to have one criticism for this game, it's that I do wish that there was a little more to it. Obviously, with games like this, that could come like it's early. I access, think they yeah. have done an official release like it is officially 1.0. Oh, but I thought it was. I think uh, they are. Is it is it not officially out? I thought I bought it as part of it officially coming out. You might out, be right, but, and I've forgotten. Um, but that doesn't mean they're not going to update it, right? Like, that doesn't mean it's done. That just means it's it's in an official release. Sure, I don't know. Sure. I feel like this game could have it's, more. It's early access game currently. Still oh, yeah, early still access? Early okay, access. so yeah. So more is, I would say, a given at this point. And, yeah, more characters you know, and stuff, too. Good, you know. good criticism is I wish there was more to it, you know? Yeah. So. And this has... Oh yeah, well, over overwhelmingly positive reviews. That's always good to uh, sign. Also, it has uh, a demo. If if, no, if you don't want to spend the four ninety nine to buy it, uh, people listening, you can go get the basically it's the prelude, and it has a lot of content in it, so it's worth maybe getting that if you're not sure. Also, amazing on Steam Deck. Side note. Uh, awesome. Oh, and that reminds me, there are a bunch of people in our Discord <laughs> working together to make a game. Um, and it's basically core survivors and you'll pick characters like me or Bo or John or others in the community and you'll play a survivors like, and they're making crazy uh, progress on this freaking thing. Yeah. It's not nothing like it, 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 I guess it's spaghetti syntax kind of was the name. I think was, he's heading it up. He's, yeah. he's, he's heading it up, like debbing it. And it was like, Oh, it's kind of cute, but he seems to be, uh, working on it. Like quite regularly, there's like a whole it's it's a whole thing in development. I actually haven't had a chance to try the latest build. Uh, has anyone here? I have not. I have not like, had a chance. Game, to play I see it. gameplay, and it's like, yeah, it's 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 like becoming a thing. I'm not sure he's listed up or or posted up a, a playable link. If he has, I missed it. But um, he's been doing videos of development and then testing. Um, he made a he made a working like little joust game in this video, which is crazy. Anyway, uh, he's got us in them, and we look great, and it's just too good to be true. So I can't wait to see what they end up doing with that. I'm you know if, if anyone out there is like, hey, I'd like to be involved in this project somehow. Um, you can go to our Discord and just jump into the group called. Hold on, it is called Indie Game Development in the Core Forum on Discord. And there's updates yeah. in there all the time. You never know. He might need some some music or some animation assets. I know Fun Bobby has been making some stuff. Gave him some stuff. If anyone else is interested in just contributing to a project, they should go join that channel and help out. Please do. It's so cool. And if you got like you know, I mean, even people that are like, hey, I could provide some you know art or yeah, music. It's just or, for fun things. So like you know, if you have some time, want to make some stuff for fun, want to get those creative juices flowing. Yep. Then, uh, are these cigarettes he's shooting out? What are these? <laughs> they make like uh, cigarettes in a cross shape. I don't know. They're like, uh, who, who is it? Uh, I think that's me. Is that you? It's a gift. So it's I don't hard know. To I do the Naruto run, and it kind of looks like that's the Naruto run. Yeah, that's true. 
you do do the, the well, that's true in real life too, John. Rumble I like posted in the message board that I was really like confused because I saw my model like bent over in that pose. Yeah. I thought it was commentary on back problems <laughs> that I was having, but then I realized that I hadn't said anything about it. So how would they have possibly known? Um, but I, <laughs> I was just really concerned. I was like, how do they know I'm having back problems right now? That's amazing. And that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, oh, here it is. And I uh, realized, oh, it's the Naruto run. They do have a link to it. Um, oh, that's awesome. You know what I'm going to do right now? Because may as well right now. I know John's got other uh, stuff to talk about, but I got to, well, let's just insert this because we're talking about community stuff. So there's some other yeah. guys in there, like, for example, Fun Bobby uh, has been making a 3D arcade room. That's got like Super Lake Run in it and all these other like real games like Donkey Kong and stuff. Uh, but he also made this insane intro that I want to show everybody. It's not a real intro. It's like an animation and it's called Core Cart. All right. And there's going to be audio as well here. So let me pull this up and I'll play it. Uh, hold on. Where is it? Down here. Okay. This is amazing. So chat, here you go. He put it on you. Oh, I got to turn it on. There's some audio. Okay, volume. Here we go. There's our cars. We got like a Mad Max on the car. Bo's got VR controllers. Dude, I got four hands. You have hands that are VR controlled. Oh, I got you. John and I just jousted each other. That's cool. And then there's us at the end jumping. You got frog wrestling on your shirt, John. You got VR on Bo's shirt. Yeah. That's too cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. I love when our love community it. does rad shit. I love it. Keep it up, guys. We'll keep promoting it. We'll keep trying to help you do stuff. We want to. We want this kind of thing to thrive here. So thank you all for your awesome work. All right. Uh, moving on, John, to... Um, Oh, Frog Wrestling update. Beep, 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 beep. What's going on over there? Uh, Frog Wrestling had a huge night last night. Everybody uh, continues to be just the most fun thing I do every week. I felt a little bad. Powerful that, force uh, in it. Sorry. Oh, there's me. I was supposed there's to be me. muted. Sorry. There you go. Continue. Um, But uh, we, we've had some big roster changes. You know, Bo got kicked out of core. Um. He's no longer in core. Brian Dunaway took his spot. Uh, so we debuted uh, Two Point Bow, which, <laughs> which is the just the sequel to Bow, and uh, he's uh, by far, you know, he's the real, it's a real popular guy uh, version Two Point Bow, oh and uh, he had a great night. He did, he did really, really well. But uh, we you even had, have it on my. It's actually written on my shirt. Yeah. That mouth thing you do on the camera. Oh my gosh, dude. Um, yeah, he's uh he's real good. He's got uh bandages down one arm because and this is his words, not mine. Uh they're absorbent. They absorb the smells and tastes of the taint better. Wow. Uh which makes it a more effective move to use against his enemies. Uh he also debuted a new attack called the Lake Run, which uh unfortunately both Tanner Goodman and Tom Merritt uh, had to deal with. They, they tasted the lake run. <laughs> yeah, they tasted the lake run. Yeah. Um, but not just Bo. You know, we had uh, we had three debuts. Uh, Mark and Nicole Spagnolo were 
out uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kim Johnson mm. showed up as well in a big surprise debut. And uh, it's been a lot of it's been I got a lot two point bow written on my ass. Yep. 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 It's your new persona, man. Look at that. Yeah. Two okay. point bow. You're living your post core life. Still oh, yeah, got the my, VR goggles. Where's mm-hmm. my one piece? Yeah, you've graduated from the one piece for now. Yeah. You're, uh, you're, you're now just guy. in shorts. Shorts and exposed arm injuries. Um, I like Merritt's like fully dressed. Oh I like Mer- I like Merritt's chaps tassel things that you gave him those are cool yeah that's the that's basically the obligatory mod syndicate pants anybody that's a member of the mod syndicate gets those pants and shoes as uh part of their gear they come out in suits otherwise it's beautiful um kim did really good you know Uh, she did she she, loves her design she was so excited when i showed it to her did she end up liking it yeah we she per your recommendation we call her the mississippi queen yep um People are very worried that we're going to see a uh, Kim and Scott ruling the organization, uh, a power <laughs> duo. People are already saying the skim faction is going to take over. Oh, shit. Um, Kristen, uh, I also have to give a special shout out. In fact, you may even want to go uh, see if you can find it in the video. Is it back um, or uh, past all uh, this? It, w- it would be back. It would be earlier in the video. Um, see if I can find it. Let's see. We got and, a uh, oh, yeah, that's well, right. I'll see if I can pull up a timestamp too. Oh, there, yeah, there it is. Go back a little bit further from that. But she had a crazy new intro. She had maybe one of the most hype matches I've ever seen uh, against WWE's Bianca Belair um, for uh, Pride because Kristen has never, oh, for a time, had never been pinned. And she lost two weeks ago to Martha because uh, Bianca Belair from the WWE interfered in a match. Oh, shit. And it was legal because it was an anything goes match. But this was Kristen's chance to get revenge on Bianca Belair. And people were hyped for that. So right now, Kristen and Bo, easily the most popular res- uh, wrestlers on the roster. Uh, they get a lot of love. Scott... I am so pleased to say people hate you. <laughs> um, I, I'm happy about it because it means that I'm doing a good job. People genuinely do not want you to win. Yeah. They get mad. They think you cheat. You did try to cheat and help Brian Dunaway in his match. It yeah. didn't end up working and he ended up losing to Garrett. Yeah. Um, but people are like, of course, Scott cheated. Like, the the chat really gets into it um and really don't really don't like the things you do uh-huh. uh to get victories so i'm quite pleased with you as a bad guy you're doing a fantastic job and it's kind of good that bo got kicked out of core because he was supposed to be a bad guy mm-hmm. and everybody just cheered for him anyway and uh so it's it's good he's I'm, where I'm he belongs my best now. life on the outs- on the outside being beloved Mm-hmm. And not I, part, I not will part of the hater core organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, dude. And I love Kristen's slow ass methodical entrance business. Yeah, like, it is an insanely like, long demonic. entrance. Yeah. Yeah. 
But the crowd's going wild, right? That's the whole point here. Oh, right? people are people were so hyped for this for this entrance. Oh yeah, people are saying, "Don't forget, Team Filmsack broke up." That is true. Filmsack oh, broke shit. up. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Well, you were the first one to leave Great. when you uh, when you a-hole. signed on with Core. Yeah. 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 Uh, then Brian Dunaway signed on with Core, and uh, Randy has been a little. He's been going a little ego mad. Yeah. And he's been wanting to do matches on his own. He challenged you 1v1 um, for the title. It's been intense, and he finally called it quits on Dunaway, and he ditched him too. And poor Dunaway, or not Dunaway, Ibit, has been ditched by three teammates over the course oh, of wrestling. Oh, man. And Ibit got his chance at redemption this week, uh, going up against Randy for uh, for ditching out on him. And, yeah, it's just been good. It's been good high drama from a bunch of people that all genuinely like each other <laughs> and like have no animosity. Right. But uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, uh, this has been a wild change. My favorite little inside joke, if I can just pat myself on the back. So for the longest time, we had Brian Dunaway as a good guy. We called him Super Dunaway and his get up was Super Mario themed. Right. And I gave him a new costume that was like a modern take on Super Mario but now he's a bad guy on core, so I gave him. He'll be ne- near the uh, start. I think he Wait, was is like he one now, of the first. Matches. Is he now Brian Oneaway? Yes. So Wario? I changed his color scheme. I kept the same outfit, but I changed his color scheme to Wario because now he's on core. <laughs> um, it'll be the match be after Wanaway. this one. Match after so this, this opened it, and then it would be the so go just a little further Probably in if you this one. See. Oh yeah, it's got yellow. He's got you'll see it in a second, but he's got the yellow and the purple. <laughs> so I've themed him. I've themed him after Wario now, on account of his uh, his heel turn. Look at me creeping back there like an a hole butthole. Yeah, I had to give you a different picture. You were too happy and smiley in yours for the for the villain you've become. So yeah. now you're you're broody and dark. Everybody's looking to knock you <laughs> off the mountain. Yeah, as they should. You know, look at me and my yeah. bad attitude. Uh, that's great. I love everything about this week's update. I wasn't able to see the entirety of any of the matches yet, but I plan to. And anyone can over on your YouTube channel, um, Craftless Rogue on YouTube. So go yep, check it out. That's right. Uh, one uh, final thing I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say, this game deserves some credit for having really cool volumetric fog and smoke effects. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. It almost looks real when that camera's just like trained on the stage waiting for an entrance. It's like, oh my gosh. Facial expressions on us are pretty good too. There's some like subtle movements. Like they've done a lot of work in the facial expressions department. Yep. I'll look at him Wario and up there and me and my dumb shorts. <laughs> George, George Johnson, that's your nickname. Yeah. If you ever become a good guy, I think we have to get rid of the jorts and we can just play, uh, uh, blame all your bad behavior on the jorts. Like, we'll oh, maybe the they jorts. were magically possessed, like someone stole his jorts yeah. and now they become the villain. I love yeah, it. Yeah, we'll put whoever the new villain is in, in jorts and the story will be Scott had possessed jorts. Maybe what you do is there's like some magical ritual that happens that separates them two. One is Scott Johnson. One is like Scott. No, you have to separate like one is George Johnson, George the Johnson. evil version, evil Scott. And yeah. then the good guy Scott is like uh, Fortnite Scott. Yeah, you could do it. Uh, you could even dupe the models, right? Just have one in yeah. Jorts and yeah, this, this yeah, is like you, you somehow magically have two Scots. One is Jorts Johnson and the other is, is Fortnite Scott. <laughs> Garrett yeah. looking all there's a lot of There's a lot of really cool ideas. 
ideas with possessed pants. They're they're the frog pants, you know. Yep. yep. The exactly. frog pants oh, are possessed. No, the frog pants. Only the frog pants can beat the jorts. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That'll be the story. That, uh, yeah, sorry. It's it's awesome. That's great. <laughs> I love it. Go check it out. <clears throat> Craftless Rogue when he does it live on Twitch and also the archives on YouTube. Same name. So go check those out. You're going to FanFest next week. Is that the uh, the Phoenix one? The Phoenix Con- formerly Comic-Con or what is it? No, that is the Final Fantasy 14 oh, shit. version of BlizzCon in Las Vegas. That's right. Is that, is that a f- like official? Like, no, yeah. No. Yeah, it's yeah it so, so uh, Horatio, not Horatio, Yoshi P is going to be there? Horatio Yoshi P. P is going to be there. <laughs> Horatio yeah, P. We're going to get to see Yoshi P and uh, hang out and have a good time. That's great. I was going to try to gonna try and meet him? I was going to try to. Yeah, if my... I can meet him all 100%. Oh, Yoshi yeah. P, yeah, you should. You totally should. Interview for core. Interview for core. Can we? Is there press? Like, how do you apply for press? Like, that's the thing is there were no press passes that we were aware of. Um, so maybe you just approach them. Like, it really is. Yoshi P, son. Yoshi P, son. Yeah. Just beg, like, get Yoshi P, son. And they get on your knees. And, like, I'm learning from. I'm playing Yakuza, so I'm learning how to do this. Like, just. Just beg and, you know, just say it would be a great honor. Oh, he's, he's the part. worst in that game about that oh. stuff. He goes, oh, I, I'm so sorry, sir. Ah, ah. Before he grows yeah. his hair out, that guy's great. John, you're going to have a great time. And I was going to sneak down there, but then my family reunion happened the same week. So it wasn't going to happen. So I'm very excited to hear what you see and hear and do. Yeah, we'll, you know? uh, we'll talk about it because Corey's going to be not that week. <laughs> so uh, your family reunion might prevent you from going to uh, FanFest, but it does mean that we're both able going to be on the show on Monday. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> you got there. You got, the you got there yeah. eventually. We're both able going to be. Uh, yep, it, <laughs> Scott and I both are having real struggles today. I, I don't know what it is. I'm struggling too. I'm feeling a little sleepy. Uh, this week's Oof. really messed me up. I got all the week. right words, but not in the correct order. We'll mm-hmm. flip them around and get there eventually. I ain't but- able to do our threes of podcasts. Yeah, those are we're getting too old for that stuff. See, that's what's going on. Uh, well, anyway, I'm excited for you. That's going to be a really fun thing. And Vegas is uh, only about 117 degrees, but you're used to it. You're in Phoenix or the roundabouts, so you'll be used to it. It'll be fine. That heat will yeah. be normal for you. Yeah, I so, wish I could say I was escaping the heat, but no, I won't be. Not right now, anyway. Continuing it somewhere else. Really hot down there. Uh, okay, Bo, you've been playing Yakuza uh, Like a Dragon, which I also have yeah, played so a bit of, I and I'm excited to hear. The, I put this in the wrong order, though. The, the explanation is this. Remember last week, I was like, I'm going to go play some Diablo 4 after the show? Yeah. Well, you did. my <laughs> hardcore rogue died. Yeah. I how lost long, my hardcore. How, how long after the show? Was it much? Like two game? hours. Two hours of gameplay. <laughs> two hours. A level. It was actually level 89. I keep saying level 90, but it's actually level 89. But uh, like I said on the show, I was getting kind of weak and um, my defenses were a problem. But instead of taking that seriously, I just pushed Nightmare Dungeons and watched the second screen. It was kind of casually doing shit. And, and I was in an event and I got overwhelmed and frozen, chain frozen and. And my brain was too slow to be like, scroll of escape. I was like, oh, this isn't good. And then I just blew it. <laughs> so how many hours on the on the character as a whole? Do you know? I don't know. But level 89, it's probably like seven or eight days worth of, you know. Damn. It's a lot. It's a lot. But it's all good. Season one started anyways. Who cares? It's all about seasons now. So 
it's fine. I I was like a little stunned for a little bit, and I'm like, I'm actually okay. Like this is this is whatever. Do we want to talk was, about the big freak out around all this season one stuff and the nurse? We have it in the news, which do I we? Think we'll leave. We don't need to talk. Well, sort of. Yeah, we got to. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to. Oh, it. Oh, the ghost crawler we'll, thing. We'll, okay, we'll get to it. Yeah, but I just wanted to let people know I, I lost a character and I'm fine. Okay. Everything's okay. <laughs> and I'm fine. He's you got, okay. You got borked pretty hard. That's um, a lot, dude. But, I feel like if I were you, I'm not saying that this is how it should be or how I would feel if I did it, but when I heard you got killed, mm-hmm. I went, if I were Bo, I would not want to play Diablo anymore. Like, that would be Well, that's, that's where I was like, yeah, fair enough. That's when I was, like, my reaction was, I was so, like, not caring about losing the, the character. Like, you know, I was like... Probably means I'm done with the game for now. I'm, you know, I was. It was honestly the game's getting pretty boring. Like the game gets pretty boring. Uh, yeah, on your second character trying to grind it to 100. So sure. Yeah. Well, plus you've played yeah. now. This is what like 200 hours or more total. Yeah, like it's not a fault of not necessarily a fault of the game. We can elaborate later, but certainly. Certainly, if I wasn't caring that much about the consequences of what I was doing, probably I'm. Right. I've had I've had my fill. You know, I've sure. I've eaten enough and I'm good. Yeah, it was like that's Skyrim levels of hours. I mean, you played a lot of that game. Oh. Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of hours, especially in basically the span of a month. Um, and it made me realize I should play some other stuff. And I was like, <laughs> what should I play? I'm looking forward to Baldur's Gate three, but that's not out yet. What should I do? And I've been like having a yakuza craving, and I was like. Okay, like a dragon was on sale. I bought it. Play this. Play this shit. Mm. I was like, all right, I'm taking a break from the old Diablo Four. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Mm. And man, what a good choice! Of it's a game. It's a great game. Yeah. So I played it a little bit when I had it on Game Pass, but now I'm seriously playing it. And um, this, like, even for a Yakuza game, like I love this main character so much. He's my favorite and ever. So this good. game makes me feel so good inside. I love doing good deeds for people. I like beating up bad guys who are seriously crummy. And um, the weird shit is really weird, which is going to be in this video in a second. Um, so have you, how far have either of you played? I've played three hours of this game and, and hope to play okay. more soon. I yeah, do I'm like probably it. right around the same. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I didn't give up because I didn't want to play. See this. We'll I played. Yeah. I'll say that. I played. I played. Th- I played three. I played three hours up until Diablo Four came out. That's why I stopped. But I, I think it's time to go back. Yeah, why are these so people in diapers? What is going on here? What is happening? Well, uh, this guy, this this straight laced guy, is looking for milk, and these guys are yakuza. Like to spend their off hours pretending to be babies with a <laughs> madam who mothers them, uh-huh. and they were stealing the milk from the guy, and were letting. And, Ichiban, that's the main character, is always looking for the, the the silver lining, and he's like, "Well, we can get milk. Everyone can be happy. Like, if the yakuza want milk, let's get them milk too." So he goes and grabs some milk because he thinks he hears a crying baby, and the yakuza need the milk. But as it turns out, in a shocking revelation, it's like the yakuza actually need the milk to role play as babies in a weird sex room, and that's what's happening. And now they're pissed that we're spoiling their fun and judging them, so we're about to fight now. The punchline to this thing is this Yakuza uh, becomes a buddy of yours and you can call on him as what's known as a pound mate. <laughs> you, you have this mechanic in the game called pound mates, which are summons that you you call them on the phone. It's, it's like a service, like Postmates, I guess. Yeah. But they come and pound enemies for you. 
Um, it's hilarious. But yeah, no, now you're fighting dudes in diapers. Yeah. And this game is successfully hilarious, uh, but also, like, look, if you compare it to like Grand Theft Auto, because Yakuza are criminals, criminal family. It's it's all about criminals. Right. But somehow the heroes of these games are like these mythological Yakuza, which is just basically your Batman without the money and without the costume. Mm -hmm. Like, you just do good deeds all the live long day, even for... But notably, there's like a nuance to like, you don't consider like prostitutes to scum of society like you'll stick up for them they're they're human beings like it's surprisingly kind of just nuanced in what it decides to be bad which is like hurting other people bad stealing from other people bad uh, being a corrupt cop bad like you know just it's very uh, it, it, it can be nuanced about these things which is also kind of great uh this game makes me feel so good yeah. You you have only played three hours. You should play all of it. Oh, I'm gonna play. I've more. played the investment mini game. I'm getting into dragon carding. I maxed out one of the first games you get is picking up cans. I maxed out the cans. <laughs> um, this game is good, and, and I, 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 what I want to emphasize here is the storytelling in this game does a good job of making you want to beat up the bad guys. Mm-hmm. I notice there's a real lack of that in gaming general, like where they try to just make you really hate the bad guys. And the Yakuza series, I got to say, does a really good job, just as you're about to fight a boss, reminding you of the reasons why this guy's a bastard and making you like just excited to fight the enemy and kill them. Or beat you don't kill them. No, you beat them up and teach them a lesson. Really, yeah. Um, yeah. And, it, and so. do it all in beautiful turn-based fashion. The turn-based is like amazing. Like the, the jobs that you end up getting, so mm-hmm. you can switch jobs. Right. Uh, I'm I'm now a break dancer as Ichiban, and I do break dancing. <laughs> and the homeless guy uh, Namba, yeah. he's now a, a, a rocker, but he he's like. Japan style rocker. He's got like a vest and like a gaudy <laughs> shirt. And you can be um a, a K-pop idol. So the girl is now a K-pop idol who has a microphone for a weapon. And um I think I'm just like a construction worker for uh Adachi. Um but anyways, yeah, the characters are awesome. This game is awesome. It's kind of telling. I'm having so much fun and not falling asleep playing this. It makes me question how much I really like Diablo or you know how done I am with Diablo. Right? I'm, I was like, oh, you know, like I'm super into it. I'm like, I, so to like to compare, I've been falling asleep playing Diablo Four. The past two nights I've played this, I haven't streamed it. I've just been chilling. I've been up to like five in the morning. I'm like, I gotta go to bed, man. Like I have, I have some time off this week, so don't worry. There's how how far in the game are you? Uh, that makes it sound like this thing. Is I'm huge. chapter seven of I think fifteen chapters. Oh, wow. No, no, I stayed up all night doing the investment mini game, dog. Yeah, he's <laughs> doing side stuff. <laughs> I am yeah. now a number one share. We, our share price has moved up to number one. We are now the number one corporation in Yoshijiro. I think is the name of the Yokohama. Yeah. I think Yokohama. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I could, all because there's an NPC who comes up and it's like, you know, who's taken advantage of and needs help with her, um, uh, needs help with her pastry shop. I can't remember exactly what the the pastry or the food is, and then you end up getting a little investment money. But then Nick Kogata wants you to, you know, become top 100. You just kind of get wrapped up in the whole ordeal, and you know, the, the investment mini game is its own thing. But you make good money from it. So now I've got lots of yen, but. Uh, uh, I don't know this game so far. It's kicking ass. I and people are going to ask too. Oh, it's Yakuza. Where do I start? Just start with this game. 
mm. or Yakuza Zero. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. want it, if you want an action game, start with Yakuza Zero. If you want uh, the turn-based role-playing game, I just say play play like a dragon. Um, actually, there's less baggage in this game too because you're kind of playing Ichiban, who's a new character. Yeah. Or there's the Judgment Lost Judgment games, which are also, if you want a fighting game that's more serious, apparently those are well-reviewed, mm-hmm. and they are Yakuza games, even though they don't have the Yakuza branding on them. Yeah. Anyways. It's um, a wild series. It's awesome. It's, Every, it's, it's do, so much fun. Do, are you ex- probably, I assume you're excited about the ones they announced at... Uh, well, yeah, now I'm like, well, now that I'm into this game, I have a sequel to look forward to, the mm-hmm. Infinite Wealth, it's called. Yep. And um, I'm actually kind of interested in the new yakuza like a or yakuza no like a dragon gaiden the mm. man who erased his name mm. which is definitely you play as kiryu uh and uh some sort of i don't know what but i'm just like it's the but new, that's back to direct action game. right you're yeah yeah, 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 yeah down. for sure yeah yeah and like i said the judgment games are yakuza games but with a more of a different protagonist but they're basically yakuza yeah. but you play a, a like fighting lawyer um, it's just the style of game. Anyways, the game's amazing. It's been a nice, it's been a nice after mint or what do they call it? After dinner mint. mint? Yeah, or, or nightcap on the Diablo Four. Because I think I'm pretty much done with Diablo Four. I did log in and play a bit today just to check out the season. It actually, seems kind of all right, but it's still, you know, it's more it's of what you've been thing. doing for t- Diablo a Four. Month. Can now be like, do I feel like slaying some demons for a few hours? Like log in real quick, pick a character, and go. Yeah. It can just be that now. Yeah. You know, I'm not. Like I said, like I said last week, I'm not trying to cut content on this. Why am I playing it like that? Like I don't, I don't care. Like it's, just, it's. Oh uh, my gosh! I'm sorry. The baby men and 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 uh, our main protagonist are having a milk drinking contest, and I have to show this to the chat. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is coming up on the video here. Uh, here we go. Bo's drinking coffee while it's happening. This is amazing. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, milk? so watch this contest. He takes a baby bottle. There he goes. This one takes, and then Ichiban takes uh, <laughs> one of them. This is so dumb. This is why this game's great, though, because it's so weird and dumb. I can't wait to play more. You're making yeah, me want to yeah, play. Yeah. yeah. So, and he actually said what the thing, when I got the choice came up, I was like, sure, what the hell? And Ichiban was like, sure, what the hell? And I was like, that's what I said. I like, <laughs> no, we're toasting. We're toasting to good, uh, to, to honor or something like that, right? Yeah. It's not a competition. It's more just a toast. You know. And he's like, boys, two more baby bottles. Room temp. <laughs> give me a, give me a, I want like a Yakuza MMO. That's what I want. I want to make a character in this world. But but seriously, like even though the Yakuza games have a reputation, Yakuza Like a Dragon stands alone as a both a hilarious game, but also your NPC is is wants to be a hero. He's good natured to a fault, and it's these preposterous preposterous preposterous. All right, it's all three of us. Great. <laughs> These preposterous, <laughs> preposterous, I can't say it. You got it. Wham-pa. Almost. You had it. You had it. Wham-pa. Preposterous situations. There you go. Nailed where it. clearly you'd be shot or killed, but somehow Ichiban always comes up on top trying to do the right thing. And it just, it's the ultimate feel good video game. I, if you haven't played it, like I, well, it's not on sale anymore, but you should have bought it while it was on sale. Well, and it's also uh, PlayStation Plus Extra and uh, Game Pass both have it still. So, yeah, yeah. Grab so, it. 
It's fantastic, and I'm I'm gonna keep playing it. It's my main game at the moment. Nice. It's pretty good. Also plays really well on Steam Deck. I always like to mention when that's the case. Uh, all right. We're going to take a break. When we come back from this break, we've got Dear Martha. We've got some other news that came up this week. We'll talk about that Diablo stuff. Also Overwatch on Steam. So much to talk about. And uh, some emails and stuff. So stick around, and we'll be right back. Oh, who's hungry? I'm a little hungry. I'll be honest. I could eat something right now. And what I might just go do is eat my factor meals, or at least one. I love factor meals, and we're in the thick of summer, all right? It's really hot out, and you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. You're out there trying to get stuff done, right? You got family reunions, you got parties, you got whatever. Well, Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track Reaching all those hard-to-reach goals, okay? This July, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered straight to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash core50 and use the code core50 to get 50% off. Are you ready to feel your best while making the most out of your summer adventures? Stick to your wellness goals with premium ready-to-eat meals featuring high-quality ingredients such as broccolini. Leeks, asparagus, mmm, I like all that. Treat yourself to 34-plus weekly restaurant-quality options that, boy, some of these sound so good. Bruschetta shrimp risotto, how about that? How about green goddess chicken or grilled steakhouse filet mignon? That's my favorite. Ready to eat in just two minutes? Oh, they offer delicious flavor-packed options. They're so good. And with Factor, Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions. Source 100 renewable or 100% renewable electricity for all production sites and offices and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. If that's not enough for you, go check out the website and learn more. Head to factormeals.com slash core50 and use the code core50 to get 50% off. That's code core50 at factormeals.com slash core50 to get 50% off today. And we're back, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Bo was just describing his secret gold. Oh, I thought you reserves. Okay. I was like, that was going to be a money return to the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, hey, we're going to talk about more stuff. In fact, uh, there's a bit more uh, to do. But before we do talk about these uh, bits of news, we have what we call Dear Martha. And then sometimes it's not what you expect well, it to Martha's be. Martha's back. Yeah, Martha's back. Weeks. Last week was a Martha free zone. That was not fun. So we're glad to have Martha back. Uh, don't know what she's doing this week. So, John, uh, anything special? Today, Martha is going to be transitioning us into our news segment by reading. Uh, you know, we're we're about to talk about Overwatch being on Steam, mm-hmm. and so I thought I might read. We can't. People can't do g- general reviews yet on Steam because the game hasn't launched there. But curators on Steam are able to review the game. So I thought I might read a few samples of people welcoming Overwatch to Steam. Oh boy, that makes me nervous. All right, here it is. Let's start it up. My dearest Martha, I present to you now a list of curator reviews for the Steam release of Overwatch 2. Metacritic says, Metascore, 
91 out of 100. Use a score, 64 out of 100. Anime Titties Connoisseur says, <laughs> Not recommended. Repetitive shooter that became successful due to its Rule 34 content. Developers continue to remove sexy content since its original release in 2016. Turned free-to-play to milk more money through bad practices. Wow. Shitlisting service says, An act of absolute desperation crawling to steam. Mishandled train wreck busted pile of trash. A blatant scam. All of these describe Overwatch 2 perfectly. Wow. Massive amounts of politics injected into the game. <laughs> Great. I'm glad that guy is uh, curator status. Great. No politics in that game. What the hell? Horny Hentai Festival says recommended. <laughs> Kawaii Shooter. Meet Diva and say hello to her on stream. Bowsette's Castle says, Mm. Recommended. Blizzard finally squeezes its way onto Steam with the free-to-play squad shooter. The first of more games to come. Launches August 10th, just in time for Invasion, the very first PvE missions, and has achievements. Wow. Uh, Okay. That one's legit. Keep going. Yeah, that one's informative. Crack Smoking Time... <laughs> says n- not recommended. The first game was held up entirely by people making unimaginable amounts of porn of the characters. The second game was killed so hard by Blizzard they had to put it on Steam to get some players back. <laughs> it's like fan fiction, y'all. Weird. And, and uh we'll just do this one. Uh, this will end it. Runner Streams says, Why this empty, worthless free play here? Let's Diablo or World of Warcraft. <laughs> wow. Any sign off? Yours in this life yeah, and, and the, the next. next. Yeah. The unbiased opinions of the Steam curator. <laughs> I don't know why I expected it to be a lot more like, um, uh, uh, like a, a serious straight takes, and instead, I guess I don't know. I didn't know that the curator system in, in Steam went as weird as that, or as, as diverse as that. The only I curator think... I know is Commander Shepard. Yeah, he's a good one. He approves of stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. like, well, my name's Commander Shepard, and I approved his video game. That's all he writes on every single game he yeah. has to his Which I kind of like. There's a Game Pass one I follow that just tells you whether the thing's on Game Pass or not, or if it's coming. Well, in the first um, one, Metacritic just gives you the Metacritic score. Right. Um, there are some that are informational. You know, there's one, um, like, uh, like there's a lot that get tagged as this is just informative. Right. But well, I like that they, they do it through the lens of what their specialization is, right? Like anime titties connoisseur <laughs> is just there to rank the titties, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, like I have a science or I have a space game uh, one that I follow, and they always will will make recommendations of new cool games set in space, be they strategy or you know building games or whatever they are. And it's helpful. It's like really helpful. It's like oh, I I kind of think I align with what these guys like, so I like to hear their things. But I didn't know I could follow somebody that was just about the boobs in a game. I didn't know that was a thing. Steam. <laughs> 
Steam's weird. I, I got to one. I think anybody can be a curator. This one is called uh, School Equals Cool. Um, prior to reviewing Overwatch, they reviewed Sex Coach Hot Yoga. Wow. And their review for Sex Coach Hot Yoga was they should add your mom to this game because she has sex intercourse so much and probably would be good at coaching. (laughs) That was their review for the game. So this is their review for Overwatch 2. They said, oh, geez, this game seems real cool. I love the zany and wacky cast of characters they've got here. I sure do hope that a story mode comes out for this game, maybe even with skill trees. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. He's not really... he or she's not really in the know about what's going on with this game right now. <laughs> I'm thinking not. Also, do not look up sex coach hot yoga. You might regret what you see. Uh, like I do right now. All right. Uh, moving on. Let's made see. titties John. Yep. John titties is his hot new account. Check All it right. out today. I'm workshopping his name. Yep. I think still think Long John Con. Long Con John. Yeah, Long Con John is really good. That's yeah. a strong one. Uh, let's get to some other news real quick. Overwatch 2 coming to Steam. Hey, we talked about this now. And uh, they said more will be coming. And they tried to spin it as if this isn't... It is a little bit of a move of desperation, in my estimation. They've they've admitted to lower engagement. The game has dropped players, and they've lost some of their Steam, uh, so to speak. So they're trying to gain some of that back by going to Steam. And this all felt like it was inevitable anyway with this buyout coming up. But um, this is sooner than I thought. I, uh, as far as predictions go about what other games might be next, I think Heroes of the Storm, StarCraft II, and Blizzard Arcade are next. That's what I think. Those are no-brainers. Just even without your... the sale, though, like Activision's all over Steam, right? Like it, it yeah. still makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Although they didn't for a while, you couldn't get Call of Duty on Steam for a few years there, where they were there was putting a it. Period only... where they thought they could get away from Steam. Yeah, <laughs> there was a, there was a and that that ended. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it just if. It's Activision Blizzard property. It seems it's kind of crazy that it's not on Steam already mm-hmm. or other marketplaces. So right, yeah. And the Bo, money. do you have a guess of what follows Overwatch to to Steam? Yeah, I mean, Heroes would benefit, I think, from this. I think it would grow. Yeah, I think it probably makes sense that the less desirables end up there because clearly there are people that are not in the know that would just see it on Steam, I guess, and. Like, I just have a hard time imagining someone who knows enough to play on Steam not knowing what Blizzard's doing, but I guess that's possible. So, um, there are uh, some yeah. people that just like to stay on one launcher, though. That's like a big thing for I don't players. think Heroes gets it, though. I think Overwatch actually has sales potential. Mm. I, I don't think, I don't know. I, I don't, I'd have to know what the Heroes sales figures are, but my sense is like that game's gone. If, if anything, they should throw the, well, don't take mine. I'm gonna. I'll die on this hill. Diablo Four is the second game that comes. Second out. game. I just, wow. Second, second. game. Good I Lord. just have a hard time picturing Blizzard giving away thirty percent. But I guess they're giving thirty percent to PlayStation and Xbox. So why not Steam? Yeah, you go where the eyeballs are. So I honestly, this took longer than I expected it to. It just seems like they could have done this a long time ago. They really wanted BattleNet to become the next big giant. I think they wanted to expand on it, add new games to it. And I think they had bigger eyeballs for that plan than they were able to achieve. But I mean, just the steam really is a dominant powerhouse. Like yeah, you're it's hard cutting to off your own foot despite your 
Testicles? Testicles. <laughs> yep, that's it. What, what is the saying? <laughs> Whatever the saying is. It's cutting off your feet despite your... Wait, that's not a phrase. Hold on. Cutting off your Cut nose off your despite nose your face. Despite your face. Oh, it's no. That was the problem. Yeah, right. not your feet despite your testicles, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look at these testicles. Better cut off them feet. <laughs> Despite but, them. Anyway. But um Do you yeah, do I, you think but okay, let's hear why why Diablo 4 feels too soon. I don't know why I feel like that's the wrong call. I but. mean, why would they put something on there? It's not it, it seems like they'd spend more money putting it on Steam than they'd actually make it sale. Maybe. <laughs> I mean Maybe. Would, like I'm kind of joking a little bit, but I don't know. Um no, yeah, like I just—it seems like Overwatch is still has potential to make money. I, I is why I assume that's a good choice, but not. Yeah. yeah like, I don't know. What about StarCraft? If they, I mean, if I think all, I think all the games will get there eventually. I just don't think it'll be. The yeah, same it just game. seems like you should just put all the games on there. Maybe this is a trial run. Maybe they just put Overwatch two there, see how it goes. Yeah, and they then, don't have to do anything. Too <laughs> it quickly. couldn't go worse. Let's throw it up there and see how it goes. Yeah. There are also big lay- layoffs in the uh, AWL, the online or the Overwatch League's esports division at Blizzard. Yeah, yeah. so the future that's of that's questionable. So, yeah, it feels like they're probably going to be still a competitive league, but that's definitely getting downscaled too. Yeah, I don't think they're. I don't think Overwatch is generating the sales, especially after the announcement of no PVE content. Like, I just think there's not a lot of goodwill right now. I don't know what the scene is like, if any. So. Yeah. I, I feel like not a lot of people are playing this game. And we're not mentioning Warcraft, but I could see Warcraft going over there. World of Warcraft, that is. World yeah. of Warcraft. Why not? Because it yeah. just opens their own launcher anyway. It's not like it's a... They don't really have to do much. It just has a presence there. And for enough I think people, World have, of Warcraft makes sense for it. They have no. a free-to-play offering. Do they or no? No. Well, they have first... I mean, they have the typical first... It's sub-only, uh, though. There's no... Month or... Yeah, it's always sub. If they did a Final Fantasy thing, you know, if they had some free to play percentage, yeah, probably WoW is due for doing that at some point. I gotta think. Yeah, this BlizzCon will be interesting. Version? There's there's yeah. rumors of of that. There's rumors of that, but there's always been rumors of that. So I don't know how serious I should take it. But there's also those rumors of a StarCraft project, maybe three. Star a StarCraft three being announced this year. Like, there's a lot of potential for some of that. But I think all I'm with John. All of this ends up over there. Especially in light of the ABK acquisition, because especially because if not? they're going to put it on Xbox and PlayStation, they might as well put it on Steam too. Yeah, just put I'll it over tell there. you what's getting announced at BlizzCon: hmm. Warcraft Three Re Reforged. Holy shit! And they'll put in those cutscenes, cool. and they'll. Uh, what no. else will they do that they didn't? They I'm promised? just telling you, it's going to happen. I'm not. I like if you want me to explain my answer, I will. With facts and logic, but I'm just telling you that when it happens, you can all come back to the July 20th episode of Core and go, my God, John called it. You really think that they might do that, that they will do that? I not only think it, I would consider it a 95% probability. But not like a re-remaster, right? Like You just mean like a patch to address issues? Like I would hope that it was a free patch, yeah. It better be. A free patch, or maybe even not a free patch. Maybe like a... Um, like, if you own the game, you get it. If you don't own the game, you get a chance to buy it again after you refunded it. <laughs> That's what I did, so I'd have to, yeah. That That's would, what that I did, yeah, mean. yeah. Yeah. I, I I will say this. This is where my logic comes from. It is not just opinion. Um, 
we had it in the show notes a long while back. There was a survey, you know, those anonymous surveys that you're not supposed to talk about when you get one. Yeah. Well, sometimes people put what those surveys are online, even though they're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. And Blizzard spent an entire survey that went out to people wanting to know if they would be interested in them making Warcraft 3 Reforged right. Yeah. And include all the features they said were going to be in there that they didn't end up doing and what features would be important. Like It was an entire survey not long ago dedicated to Warcraft 3 Reforged. Really? I think it's happening. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know what? We'll, we'll know this fall and we'll come back to it. And, yeah. we'll, and we'll make that decision. Let's not forget how Chris Metzen sounded in Warcraft 3 when he came out of his hut. Listen to this. What kind of nightmare was that? (laughs) (laughs) I've had those. I've had those. That's very relatable. He played Warcraft 3 Reforged. Yeah. What the (laughs) hell was that? Same review as me. It wasn't that bad. It was that bad. It was was 100% that bad. It was pretty bad. I have games I still own that were not that bad. I refunded this so hard. I even lost a, a mountain wow that I actually thought was okay. I got for pre-ordering the game, uh, and I was like, you know what? Screw that mount. I don't need that mount. Oh, they revoked your, could, your your. I'm price? sure they did. I don't know. I didn't actually check, but I would imagine they did. Hmm. It was supposed to be a perk for getting the game. Yeah, it just seems scuffed. I, to take I would. That. I would imagine it's gone. They should have. They should have just given it to everybody as a apology. Oh, they absolutely right? should have. Maybe they will. That Maybe that'll be That was our game it. of show that year. Yeah, it like, was awesome. Do you guys remember we all went up and played that game? Yes. We played Strathholm together, and we were all like, this is the best thing we've played here. It was so good. And we played that Strathholm thing with these new, fancy, redone cinematics and the story tweaks and all that. And it looked and played like I was so excited. That was easily yeah. my favorite thing of the year. It was amazing. And then what a turd. They didn't include anything. I played a better game. I played a better demo there than they released for 50 Yes, because that Strathholm stuff that we played wasn't in the game. That was embarrassing. Like We played a complete version of that section of the game that is not in the game. Granted, yeah. because it would have stood out. but like, Yeah, it oh, would have. It was so bad. It was supposed to be the treatment of the entire game. The whole game was supposed to receive this kind of level of treatment, and it didn't. It was it, it is one of the most egregious things, not just Blizzard, anybody with a prestige product has ever done. It's embarrassing. Well, and then not only is it Ugh. it really is that bad, but then on top of it, they George Lucas the whole thing and went over the top of the original and you can't even play the original version. Yeah. Because normally I'd say like, hey, you know what, guys, cut them some slack. They didn't put out a good product, but you still got Warcraft 3 because people always get in the like... Oh, they're ruining my childhood. And I hate that argument. Your childhood's still there. It's fine. But in this case, they actually did because they removed your ability to play the original Warcraft 3. Yep. And you've this is what you've got now. Yep, that's all you I can got. see them trying to make good on it because D2R was well, re- was well received <coughs> and well done. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah great. That, that game's yeah. great. You know what? Put those yeah. guys, put Vicarious Visions on it. They did that. They did the Tony Hawk remake. Those guys know what they're doing. Put them on it. Oh, and the other day I fired up the GBA version of Tony Hawk 2. I forgot how cool that portable game was. And that was them. Vicarious Visions was doing that all the way back in 03 or whatever. Anyway, yeah. If that Okay, so now I'm actually coming around, John. 
with Bo, what Bo just said, I think is impossible. They want to make good on that thing. I, I hope. If they did, they would have go a long way with me. That would actually make me kind of happy. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it certainly helps. Because I, I would play that. thing to hear that, but yeah. Yeah. I'd play that campaign right now if it was good, if it was the way they promised it. Anyway, what else? Uh, there's also this, uh, oh, Bluey's getting a video game. That's, ex- that's if anyone out there has watched Bluey before, if you got little kids, little grandkids, whatever it is you got, little kids, even if you don't have little kids, adults should watch it. Uh, Bandit and, and Chili are my favorite parents on television. It's an amazing little show. It's, uh, I, they, I watched an episode the other day. It made me cry, made me tear up. A grown-ass man. Is that the one about the sister coming to visit? It's the one called Onesie. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. 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 Rough. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was rough stuff. That's a brand new one, too. They just dropped it. Um, they keep adding new ones, although I think it's on pause because of something to do with the strike. Even though it's not American Guild stuff, it's some something tied to that, so they're not making new ones until the strike's over. But anyway, that show's amazing. Uh, I'm sure the game will be way more geared to kids, but I would love it if it retained its uh, its amazing vibe. It's just so good. Yeah. So it's, good. I, I put this news story in here because I know how much you love Bluey. It, you recommended it. It is very popular in our, with our entire family here. Um, I, I adore Bluey. Yeah, so. once you're in, you're in, and you'll never not love it. It's it it's special, you know? Genuinely a very good show. Yeah. Not just, not just kids show. Like, there are some shockingly adult moments in there. and Yeah, and we don't mean, like, dirty. We mean, like... Adult, like just, only an adults can understand why Bandit said what he said, or why Chili got mad at Bandit, or why, you know, him. He works as a as a he's he's a paleontologist or an archaeologist. He digs up bones. He's a freaking blue healer. That's what they do. They dig up bones. <laughs> yep, so yep. he's an archaeologist. His wife Chili is the kind of breed in real life that does sniff a dog sniffers at airports, and she's in charge of security at the airport where they live in Australia. Like they're 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 not even subtle about some of these references and it's just got a purity to it and a realistic take to it. It's just hard to describe. I love Bluey so much. It's a wonderful thing. I liked the return of the unicorse. Oh yeah. The unicorse was great. First one and the return. I was worried it was going to be yeah. a bad sequel. Like, Oh, don't milk that. Cause that was so perfect. And it was just as good. Just so good. They went a different direction with the unicorse wanting to go on a date with, uh, mm-hmm. with their mom. Yep. <laughs> that was so good. It was really And good. then it has a really weird, like, kind of meta ending that shows, literally shows the show being animated. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of kid's show is like, hey, here's how the show's animated. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. crazy. It's yeah. so good. It's a, it was a, it was a so story. It was a story about perspective and using your mind to kind of pull it out a little bit and look at things for what they really are. And they literally went to the extent of saying, you're an animated character on a on a screen with the, you know, just doing all the rigs and stuff. And it's so good. Anyway, enough about that merger update. Uh, Microsoft and ABK thing is going to happen. Here's the deal. They were supposed to on the 18th sign the deal. And if they didn't, as Bo and I talked about last week, they were going to have to pay a breakup fee for not being ready yet. Neither company wanted that. So that was just really a legal hurdle. And they pushed this to the end of August, August 28th or 9th, I think, uh, to just get it all done. Still a tight timeline, but they're going to get it all done. The FTC appeal is going to happen on the 3rd. Uh, that will fail. That will die and not work. Uh, nobody thinks it will. 
Uh, so I don't think anyone's worried about that. The real main thing or the real booger here is they're trying to get the UK to sign off on it. If they don't, they now have provisions that say we will break up some of this stuff in the UK to satisfy them, which is a pain in the ass for them. It means segmenting the company in weird ways, only internationally, but not in other markets. So it's or only in the UK, rather. So it's all very weird, but it happens with companies sometimes. Anyway, it's looking like this is all done by the end of August. Signed, finished, they own them. So there's that. And then finally. Uh, how long have we been tracking this? Like a year now? Two almost. Yeah. Jeez. It's been a bit. Crazy. It's been a bit. A lot of people think it's too, like it's, I've had people say, oh, this seems too fast. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> I've been working on this for a long time. Uh, so this, okay, this Diablo 4 stuff, can we talk about this real quick? Ghost, uh, we want to do it from our angle, though, because everybody everywhere has got opinions about the patch itself, about the new season, about the nerfs. Uh, every, they're all freaking out, and everyone's having a hard time. We could we could just reiterate all that, or we could go from this angle, which is uh, this. John saw a tweet from Ghost Crawler, Greg Street, today. All right. well, Bo saw it because I saw, saw Bo retweeting it. Oh, okay. That's the only reason I even saw it. So Greg's Bo's you know, bringing this to the table. Uh, Greg, both a f- friend of the show and a listener. So <laughs> Greg, we're about to we're about to talk <laughs> Hi, about your Greg. tweet. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm about to not be your favorite host on the show. <laughs> yeah, I hope, I hope you're fine. doing good. Um, <laughs> here's what he says: Balancing game systems is brutally difficult. I find a lot of the gaming media's clickbait around Diablo 4: every build destroyed, players outraged, everything effing nerfed, to be a little hyperbolic. Um, I know y'all need clicks, but you can't. Or but can't you just try and be a bit nuanced with your analysis? Was his initial language. So I saw it and agreed with it. I think it is hyperbolic, and I think. Bo's talked about this before. Anything Blizzard related, people want to take it and immediately make it dirty laundry and make clicks on YouTube. And um, well, the, the the trains arrived on time. This is about the time I'd expect a new Blizzard game to start getting shit on. <laughs> like, yeah, it is about the it is time, right? The honeymoon's over with this particular time. Game. Honeymoon's over. Yeah. Now we're like, you know, it's it's time to cut content and tell us why this Blizzard uh, Blizzard sucks. But 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 John over here actually thinks that. Greg is up in the night on this one, and I want to hear why. Why do you think that? Yeah, I think I, you know, we'll give a little hug before we give a little slap. <laughs> uh, I think Greg is a, I think Greg is a, a great person. I've met him. He's extremely nice. I usually find his views very interesting and informative. Uh, I think, as the kids would say, this is a rare L take from Ghost Crawler. Mm. Um, for one. He gives three examples, and only two of them are actually even remotely hyperbolic. Um, players' outrage is just true. Like, it's true of games that are literally popular, positive games. There's still going to be players' outrage. Like, that's not, yeah, that's not that a hyperbolic a- statement. Like, that's just, that's true. And it's especially true right now with Diablo. We're not seeing the reaction we're seeing. We're not seeing them doing emergency uh, campfires to talk about the state of the game, possibly uh, addressing patch issues because players are all happy. Like, that's not a hyperbolic title. Um, but furthermore, I think most of these are addressing titles of videos or news articles. And I, I mean, Greg, you've been in this business long enough. You know that titles do not make the content. Like, this reads to me like somebody going, you know, Lord of the Rings, come on, guys. It's really about the one ring. 
why you got the plural rings on the cover? It's really only about the one. Can we get a little nuance here? Like it's the title. It's the it is the thing to get you to click. I guarantee you that half the creators pro like if they're a big mainstream one probably didn't even pick their own titles. It was probably picked by whoever edits or whoever posts it because we know that it usually is not by the same person who either writes the story or creates the video for a lot of those big people. But furthermore, I don't think either of these are so insanely crazy hyperbolic that it it's it's bad. Like I think that these are fine. Where the issue is is um are these uh, are these still hyperbolic in the article or is there nuance in the article? Because like that's what matters. And if you go and you click these and you watch the videos and you try and find out what's going on, which I did because I was like, well, why? I was kind of excited for the new uh, season. I was trying to get myself there. Why is why is everybody mad all of a sudden? The nuance exists. It is uh, it is absolutely in there in the article. So I, I think that most people, most reasonable people see every build destroyed, everything effing nerfed, and they don't go, you know what? I don't need to know anything else. Blizzard has nerfed literally everything in this video game. I think everybody, most everybody is smart enough to know that that is not a true statement. And if they want to know more, Click, go in and find out. And I think that the nuance does more often than not exist there. And to Bo's oh, point, like the curator didn't even know campaign mode was canceled. Like <laughs> trains coming in on the station, you know, to Bo's comment, that implies that nothing happened. Blizzard just put out a product and left it alone, and people went from happy to mad for no reason. That's not true. Yeah. Like Blizzard made changes. This outrage isn't because it's now been out for X number of months. There's a reason behind it. Whether or not you agree with it, whether or not you feel it's as big a deal as people are making it, it's ruining the fun for some players. And it's not just some hyperbolic like, oh, it's time to get mad at Blizzard. Like, sure, you're going to try and maximize your views and clicks on content. You're stupid if you're not. But at the same time, they didn't just decide arbitrarily, you know what, July 19th, that's the date we go hard on Blizzard. Blizzard did something. They messed it up. We're going to see if they fix it. But if you whether it's hard or not to balance a game, if I'm playing the game, if I'm excited about the new season and Blizzard craps up the game right before and makes me lose all interest in it, that's my take as a consumer. It's not my job. I said this yet. before. It's not my job to understand why the thing happened. It's my job to decide whether or not I enjoy the product and want to engage with the product. Mm. That's it. That's mm. what my job is. Fair. And if Blizzard is not meeting those expectations for me at the consumer level, then, yeah, I have a right to be disappointed. Mm. Not ever, no like, nasty yet, or negative towards individuals, but you have every right to be upset. And it, I, I think it's insulting to me to trivialize it as, oh, it's just people getting mad like they always do. No, they did something. They just didn't come out of nowhere. I feel All like right. I'm getting lectured. No, go, Bo. Give Good. us a rebuttal. Rebuttal, Bo. I want to <laughs> hear it. I don't have a rebuttal other than I'm exhausted from it. Like, 
<laughs> you know, like it's just it's like they like yeah, you might not be a fan. Just say you don't like playing Diablo or you're not a fan of how they've changed the game, but I, I the outrage, the hype, the hyperbole comes from it mattering. Like it it actually doesn't matter that like a lot of the changes are not like that severe or consequential to the game that like you you need this level of response to it right mm, mm. i think you know it's just like because it, it one thing begets another it's you know oh they made bad changes this is going to make for a f- poor experience and you now the company's going down the drain and you know the, the the next thing down the chain next thing down the chain this game will fail blah 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 like it's all it's hyperbolic mm. i mean it just is like you can still i think you can reason i think that what he's saying is can we get nuanced analysis i mean one a lot of the creators and media articles haven't played the patch in its entirety yet to provide a review. Mm. This is just a reaction to the notes. Right. And then, you know, secondly, uh, um, what are the expectations around this game, right? It's a game that people play the campaign and then they're done. And then there's a small set that are going to play this game daily. Like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, they might be unhappy with what's there, but it's like not the end of the world, you know, like it still plays pretty much the same. I've had a few hours with the patch so far. It feels pretty, it feels all right. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with anything. And, you know, I would say like, it's probably good for them to decrease the power level of things down because they haven't hit their targets on where they want the game to be at. Like it's pretty much understood that this game is not going to be in a, in a good place until, the first X pack comes out if they plan on supporting it for a while. So, well, do you remember the you know, back back when a, who who was the guy that ran who fixed Diablo? They hired him to come in and he did two and was Josh a, uh, Mascara. That's right, and he's over at Bonfire. Mascara, Mascara, whatever it is. He, Say it however you want. I don't care. He uh, <laughs> when when he came or when he was there, I remember this very specific interview, and it may have even been like his talk at uh, GDC or something. But he said we were falling over each other trying to balance everything. And instead we just realized, why are we doing that? Let's just, instead of nerfing, if we feel like there's a real imbalance, we, we buff. And if we have another imbalance, we buff the other one and we just buff because who cares? Just buff it and and also buff the world to match it. But just, you don't need in Diablo in that fantasy and an action RPG, you don't need, I know there's PVP elements in this game, but you don't, well, and that, there were in the old one, but you don't need to match that stuff so well. I don't know where that philosophy went because I, I liked it. I would it. say probably what they're trying to avoid this one is the five quadrillion damage. Diablo 3, Reaper of Damage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I think they're trying not to make uh, Reaper of Damage again where you're hitting for 14,000 bajillion because that's the byproduct of just adding Mm. Is, is it's actually probably it's probably good for a little while, but it got the game to a really weird place, and they seem to want to control that. They've nerfed vulnerability a lot, and um, they're bringing down the damage numbers, which I agree. I think they should eliminate multiplicative damage buffs altogether for the yeah. most part. Yeah, I think I think that's even a problem in the game currently. Except for we've all become obsessed with critical strike, and and I think uh, critical strike should probably still be a multiplier, but there should be very few other multipliers in the game, but they're still rampant in, 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 in the yeah, game. Yeah. And there's, there's items that'll before. give you like permanent critical strikes if you do it right. 
Like, yeah, I mean, there's still a lot they need to fix. Resistance doesn't work, you know, and they said they weren't going to be able to fix that till season two. Like the fact that this patch is a disappointment is really like, again, um, I don't know, just <laughs> it's not like they're still fixing things long term. I don't know. I think it's fair to have feedback and to criticize. I don't love everything that's going on with the game right now either. But, um, you know, I've. I'm, I don't really read the articles so much as I, you know, I do second screen it up on YouTube. I hear some of the, the, the reaction seems to be a little bit extreme in my opinion, you mm-hmm. know, and I think there's a race to like, there is a race to cut content for money. I mean, these, these people are making like, you know, five, six figures on videos that get lots of views Yeah, and they are clickbaity titles intended to do that and they are like if it's not content being originally made it's like react content um to stuff that is like salacious but then you watch the video and you know 50 percent of the time it's not even if you were to read the title and take the meaning it's actually incorrect because the reactor is reacting differently to what is actually being said but they're going to title the content on the base content because of the of the um the enticement that's going to create for someone to click and watch a video. Well, and the other problem is what Greg is, I don't want to speak for Greg, but I think what Greg's criticism is about is also about, we have a culture now where influencers are immediately doing reaction content and that reaction content is getting all the eyes and views and actual gaming press has to really work hard to compete with that. So they have to do, tactics that are maybe a little less than savory usually they're getting their information from those youtube from the twitch right youtube react sphere anyway. right because then their their minds are like oh that guy talks to 300 million people that's clearly a an indicator well, that article's got to go through an editor yeah uh, youtuber just presses publish <laughs> like or he's already saying it live on twitch like yeah. Yeah. You're 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 100 percent behind it's not everyone watches youtube so the media sites are still relevant but these like this is, it's just tough. I, I don't think there's anything you can do about it. I believe in freedom of speech, and you know people should people should be able to react however they want. And it's their content. It's not you know, mm-hmm. but it's like it's tough when you're trying to. I could just see it being really frustrating to be on the dev side of things and just having like, you know, just just having this like large bias against uh, against you that you constantly have to work towards. Like a lot of these changes. We don't really know the reason why they're being made. Like they could be for to fulfill long-term plans. Yeah, but I think so. That is the area that I'm sympathetic to, like what Greg is saying, because I don't think he's a hundred percent wrong. Right. Um. Like I am sympathetic to, like you know, hey, it's a hard job, and when you make a decision that feels right, and your answer is you've ruined the game, (laughs) you know, and like everything is on fire. Like that's extreme to see. But I do think that like the idea of, well, they're making a decision now so that the game can be better later is fine later, but it is bad now. Like, I don't think it's been the constant with Diablo um, four, and I, I kind of hate it. Like, this is where my like real anger about Diablo four comes is that so many times when I have criticized the game, 
The answer has been, well, wait until the expansion. Wait until the DLC. Oh, you don't like that the story didn't go quite far enough? Just wait. More's coming. More's coming. Oh, you think the patch is bad? Well, wait. It's to set up something better down. I'm sick of waiting. I want to play a good game now. Mm. I'm not playing Diablo 4. I don't think I'm going to play the first season because I don't think the game is good right now. Yes, I may change my mind and decide that it's good in a year or two when the expansion comes out. That's what happened with Diablo 3. I didn't think Diablo 3 was a great game at the time that it came out. By the time it was done, I loved Diablo 3. My opinion will shift as the game shifts. But right now, as somebody that wants to talk about the game, I had a good time with the campaign. I thought it was pretty good, a little light, and I think the in-game is absolute garbage. That's how I feel about Diablo 4. And their job was to sell me on season one to buy into this seasonal Diablo. And I am not interested, even though I'm getting it for free and have perks to make it more engaging if I choose to cash it in right now. And even then, I'm like, you know what? I don't really want to do this again because it's not that good. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair feedback. I mean... Uh, everything you said, I don't have an issue with it. Uh, at Although all. I have heard one, one little side note, because I, I did make a comment about this online and someone said this. I have not checked. So blame the person on Twitter who told me this, but apparently the, uh, so we all bought, right. The more expensive get to play early edition, right? right? Early access. And yeah. that comes with some seasonal doohickeys like advantages and starts and stuff like that. Apparently, that is actually a token that you can choose to redeem or not. It does not have to be tied to the first season. And that's what I was told. If that's true, that's awesome. Like, that's a real cool thing. It is true because I cashed mine in. There was a click. There's a button you can click. Okay, well, that's awesome. Like, that's really cool that they didn't lock people in and say, no, you have to participate in the first season or it's wasted. Like that's really neat because I'll you'll tell have you, to buy the subsequent battle pass if you want the premium stuff. Right. Right. But yeah, this first but, season you get the battle pass with our early buy though. Like, yeah. Like everyone gets a battle pass, whether you're free or premium. Oh, I didn't um, know that. so what you've bought is premium battle pass. Oh, where you skip one. stuff and yeah, yeah, but the skips you can save. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. I was, Oh, I don't know. There was so much outrage today. I just was like, do I even want to go in there and look? And I didn't look, I didn't even bother. I I mean, you know, it's just, no one, it's, it's not shocking when nerfs happen that, you know, people are upset about the game. I think there's presently some very big confusion going on. And this is Blizzard's fault about the marketing around the game. Mm -hmm. It's just two games. One is a game where you sit down with four of your friends, play through a campaign have sweet items, make sweet builds, and beat Lilith. The other part of the game is the game where you play every day for eight hours a day, leveling things to 100 during seasons. And that's like that's like 5% of the player base, but mm. an important 5% because that's who, that's who they're... Like, the fact that they have that relationship with that 5% is what sells it for everyone else. Like, the busker, you know, the busker's playing to the crowd that's in front of them. Mm-hmm. And then other people come along to check it out. That's the Diablo business model. If they were being honest in their marketing that, no, no, you're not supposed to get attached to your characters. You throw them out every three months and make new ones. And this is how you play in the RPG. If they, they, there's no marketing going out of their way to explain how, because this is true of Path of Exile to the normal masses, the 
they, I think it generated 1 billion in sales now. It's the fastest ever. There's no effort to say like, you're thinking about an ARPG is wrong to explain to them how to properly, they're not going to say that they're going to scare away people. And this is a globally, you know, a publicly traded company selling globally. They're not going to, what is it? Tap the aquarium. They're not going to shake away the customers. So, so they, they have this game that is just for the majority of people play the campaign, have a good time with your friends. Goodbye. Um, that, but what happens is like, because they've done these changes, because this is the conversation happening about balance, that conversation spreads to those people that don't, they're not really going to play Endgame all that much, but now it's going to like tarnish the reputation of, of the Diablo game and all that. Like it ha- and I'm not, I'm, I'm saying it's Blizzard's fault. I, I, I think that you should be marketing the game properly. I don't think they're marketing the game correctly. And then if you're to talk about, I think John's criticisms are fair. The end game, I think like, I, I agree with everything you said. But there's just this effect that happens when all of your YouTube thumbnails and all of your articles you're seeing about the game are are, are negative. When in fact the game is actually a success and uh, well executed and well implemented, uh, but needs more work for that high. T- you know what I mean? Like it's like it's like uh, imagine reading ba- basketball news, but the basketball news only really concerns what's going on with Michael Jordan mm. and not what people care about, right? Like it's it's for the I don't know. There's this weird disconnect I find with the Diablo conversation. I, I watch the content and I'm like, you guys aren't even playing the game like this. Like, what do you even care if it's poorly balanced? You're not even that interested in the game. Well, we know where they care. Yeah, their, their livelihood is depends on them. Well, it, it makes for interesting. Like, again, I said it last week, Christmas is like nerds. We like to tear things apart. So it doesn't matter whether we're playing it or not. It's more, f- you know, you get the transformer. And you're not going to play transformers. You're going to be like, how's this thing made and rip it apart and figure out. And we like to do that when it comes to game balance and game design. And we like to do that with Blizzard because they actually put a lot of effort into their balance and design. So it's prime material for, for taking things apart and seeing how it works. It just, well, it just has I, its But I also too. think, like, I think there's some truth to that. But I also, I, I don't because I think that, yes, I'm sure there are people talking about it because they feel obligated to talk about it because this is how they make their money. But I think a lot of people, myself included, are talking about it because they care about the game. Go back and listen to the episodes of Core. Don't it's a very long podcast, but if you want to put, um, I'm not doing you that. know, the truth to my words, <laughs> I can't even listen on to this, episode one today. <laughs> go go back and listen. When I started talking about my experiences, having beaten it and having spent some time with it, I. I don't remember if it was with Bo or Scott, but there was even a little aside where I said, ah, there's some other stuff, but I don't know. I don't want to be too negative on the game. I just won't talk about it, yeah. uh, more or less. I deliberately set aside some criticism because, and I, I regret this decision because it didn't feel very honest, but I, I still stand by the things I said about the game, but I left some stuff on the floor because in my head, I wanted this game to reflect how I, or my talking about the game to reflect how I felt about it, which was I have zero regrets buying this game, playing through the campaign, having a good time with the campaign. Right. Like no buyer buyer's remorse at all with that. I think that that experience was really good So, like what Bo said, that first game that it is, I think that's a pretty great game. Um, and I had a great time with it. I could have been a little longer, but beyond that, I, I think it was fine. Um, 
Beyond that, the second game is a game I want to like because that second game in Diablo 3, I like very much. And I think that the reason I get frustrated about it, where the passion comes from, and maybe with passion a little hyper hyperbole, is uh, the fact that you look at it and you go, guys, you, you we're so close with Diablo 3. How did we backstep this much to Diablo 4? Like, and you hear them talk about the new season, and every single one of us, when we heard what they were planning with the new season, when we heard ridiculously overpowered builds, we said that was the key thing that got us excited about it. And then you go, oh, they nerfed everything. Like, of course we're going to feel deflated and upset about it. Like we were literally most excited about the opposite of this. And I don't need to play it to know. And that's the thing that you always see defenders come out and say, well, did you play it? Have you played the patch? Have you played it? I don't need to get stabbed to read the patch notes of metal enters your body violently and go, you know, what? I don't think I want that. <laughs> I think I'm probably good. I, you know what? I'm not going to gamble on the fact that I'm Superman and impervious to knives getting stabbed sounds bad. I don't have to play this patch. If the patch notes are so bad that I go, well, I don't want to play that game. Then they did a bad job. Well, remember that simple, but remember this you. So I agree with you on Diablo threes. End game was great, but it wasn't for a long time. It took them a year and a half to almost two years to fix it. And so I'm not, I hope they don't take two and a half years to fix it here or two years to fix it here. But it was the same problem then. Right, like it wasn't what we wanted as an endgame mechanic. We didn't even have this adventure mode thing. All we had was freaking do the story over and over, and had no paragon level, no paragon. All that the stuff. Gearing was, gone. was uh, the gear and itemization was all over the place. Yeah, it was like, messed up. Like they were in a way worse place after you ran that campaign. Then, then I I think they're in a worse place then than they are now. But yeah, I, I still agree with that. I still yeah. think they should have learned some of those lessons about what to hit the ground running with. Maybe that's impossible to do. Maybe these big games I mean, are too big. New, no matter. New team. It's not like it's all the exact same team, big company, you know, I don't yeah. know. It's, and they had some change over. Like, I, I that's feel the, like it's a pretty solid release comparatively. Yeah. I mean, we're focusing on one thing. There's a number of articulation points in this debate as well. Like nerfing, I used to say like nerfing items. Well, they're adding 32 new gems and a couple of new items and stuff like I don't know. Like maybe that balances things out. That's why. That's why I'm like, you have to play that to find out because maybe there are some really broken builds that we can have fun with these gems. Mm-hmm. But but there right, are. But that's like the on Uber. the seasonal realm, but, not but, on the eternal realm. Well, oh, they, right. No one should be wanted. The, the eternal realm is like, it's nonsense. Like it's not Diablo. Like I'm sorry to say, but this has been true since dated seasons of Diablo three. This is not where the bread is buttered, and that's been true forever. It's there if you want to use it, but it's not where the love's gonna go. And that's why I mean it's on Blizzard. They should just be explaining this pretty clearly. Like a turnaround is a for fun place. Like you go there if you want. Uh, don't go attached to your characters. You should be rolling new ones every three months. That's how we roll here. Yeah. Um, but the 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 issue is there's a bunch of points of articulation. There's the Uber rares, which are also poorly explained. Their rationale for the Uber rare drops. I have a feeling they're copying the Marvel Snap model, but not explaining that that's why they're doing it. I think I think the Uber rares just to talk about it real quick is the most indicative th- element in this game that says they do not have their finger on the pulse of what players care about. 
Yeah, no, I they, think they don't. I, like I they're not will, trying to make them P players happy. You want to know where I will find faith in Diablo Four again? Is the day they ditch the idiocy that is Uber rares. When right. that is gone, I will know they are listening to players. I mean, again. when microtransactions are gone, we'll play games again. When you know uh, we stop having energy in games, like the. The, the, to me, this is a part of a marketing strategy they're going to add because Snap's been doing this for a while now to great success. They've got their Series 5 cards. They're like practically impossible to get. The Uber Rares strike me as a similar system. I don't I don't see them changing it too much, to be honest. But they'll probably add new ones and then demote other ones to create friction in, and churn in the game so that things are constantly changing. Um, but sure. But I'm just I'm, my point is not to argue every thing i'm just saying there is a bunch of items of contention not just one that are sort of amalgamating into this the other is the xp nerf so it's now they want it to take a long time to get to 100 they don't your your the attitude about end game shouldn't be i'm going to get to 100 and then and now i'm at end game 100 is like i don't think they're intending for many people to hit 100 100 i think is supposed to be like a a high accomplishment based on what i'm seeing um how they're nerfing, but a lot of people are mad that it's going to take them even longer to level up now. So that's happening too. So there's like a number of things that people dislike that have a mal- that have hit like a, because they've changed so much mm. that is perceived as negative towards the player all at once, that it's creating these like knee jerk reaction content to say it's bad, but like, the game's not balanced yet in the where they intend it to be. Mm. I think we'll pro I think when the game truly becomes a dead game is when we'll see things done that are just only in the player's favor, which is kind of what Reapers of Souls was to Diablo 3's original launch. Mm. Uh, people were upset with the auction house and all that kind of stuff. They're going to I think they're going to follow their plan, their business plan for at least a year and then we'll probably start seeing them nudge things in the player's direction. Mm. But, you know, it's just down to his tweet is that the the nuanced take, which we are having right now, uh, is not present in media or in the React sphere generally. And, and, and I agree. Like, it's, an, it's annoying how, like, how convinced some of these folks are that they're, like, that they're right and they're wise and that they know what's going on. And, and then just, like, and just it's really not the case. But it's unfortunate because that's, that's like it's the strongest marketing are these react influencers they kind of hold they're holding everything by the nuts and they're very poorly qualified to be doing what yeah. they're doing devs but, hate it they won't say it out loud but they well some will but they hate that yeah. hate it because they can't what are you supposed to do like i there's a lot of reasons why i like indie games but one of them is those guys kind of get to skirt all that you know they don't have to they don't have to be uh, a lot of games are like that, right? Like, uh, you know, Star Trek Online, for example. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. not as much of game as committee. I mean, Bo just said it, and I think it's gross. Like, it, it is a, their development around Diablo 4 is marketing. Like, it goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And an indie game isn't worrying about their design philosophy and how that's going to line up with the marketing of the video game. And I imagine it would be frustrating to be a dev and look at your game and go, 
oh, there's, you know what? There's some obvious flaws with this and be told by higher ups. No, we're, this is what we're doing. We've heard that. We've heard those stories out of World of Warcraft and stuff like that. Times that dev said, hey, you know, th- we don't think this is the best idea for players. And they said, oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah. You know, I guess there's and, a certain point where like if you're if, it, if we're that upset about things, because this is gaming, right? Like if this was dinner and someone brought me dinner that they made it for me, or mm-hmm. even if I paid for it, and like I got so, like, you know, I felt like I had to make videos and they explain it for hours and hours, I might as well just cook my own food. Like, at a certain point, if you're just, if things are that bad, like, just, you should just do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And it gets, I understand that we're consumers and that we have to, like, have a way to express ourselves, but it does get to a certain point where, at least for me, where I'm done hearing about it, like if you're gonna, if you're really that upset about something, go do something about it. Mm. And that's a little bit what I find the gaming press when it comes to not Isn't just making games. the video, doing something about it. Means no, because no, what I, no, you would be making your own game at this point. You would be doing something. But I can't make Diablo, Bo. <laughs> But, <laughs> oh, I don't, don't, that attitude. I don't work for Blizzard Entertainment. <laughs> I don't have rights to that steps. IP. <laughs> and it turns out an steps. entire team of lots of people make that video. But game. you got a weekend. thousand steps starts with the first one. Of yeah. course, it's not going to happen overnight. But at a certain, like, this is just me and how I was raised. I was raised to, raised to shut up, like, and not complain when people do good things for you or people are making efforts. At a certain point, you can look at a game and say, oh, it's in, improperly balanced. It's not great, but at a certain point, there comes a time where you're complaining so much, you just be, you, it's just like, it's just time to shut up and to do something about it. But there's, you know, there's a whole industry of people that pay to have their biases confirmed because they want to hear it day in and day out. How, like, I've been, we've been online for like 20 years. It's been like two decades. Like, game, the game companies are the worst. They haven't balanced their games in 20 years. You know what I mean? It's just like, mm. at some point, it's just, it's just like, shut up you know and like either do something about it or stop being a whiny baby and like that's a lot of walks of life that i mean i'm a part of the people are like that i don't know why the exception is gaming why so many people feel it's like so so mind-blowingly wise to be able to like just like pick apart a game and to 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 be this hyperbolic about it I Which wonder why, why I like, identify with what Greg's saying. It was just sure. like, oh my God, guys. Like, There's a psychology around gaming that I don't understand either that it doesn't, doesn't match up with other stuff. Like it's as close as I can think of. I mean, the closest thing I can think of is like politics or maybe maybe film. But even that, uh, yeah, I think film and TV. is pretty close because I, I, I think part of it is that it's an eternally like – I think the reason it feels like it's kind of a new thing in games yeah. to a degree is because – we're talking we're not talking about video games in the sense of how it used to be it's not a case of like super mario brothers comes out and everybody's now up up in arms because mario uh, there's a weird glitch or something like that right. i found a weird glitch how could they let this happen like, when mario came out it was mario it's yeah. what you got yeah. and in rare exceptions you would have second printings of cartridges and there would be changes on it and stuff like that those do exist but in general they weren't patched or updated but now we've moved on to like live service games and when you present it as a live service game, you're saying like, hey, you need to make a considerable investment of time and effort into this video game for an extended period of time. And it's going to be fluid and change. Um, I think that tends to open up kind of to what you said, Scott, where it's it starts to fall more akin to politics of 
well, if you don't like it, if you bitch and moan about it enough, maybe something will happen and it will change mm. instead of it being just the way it is. Yeah. And so I, I think in a weird sort of way, live service as a like state of video game has fostered this feeling of like, no, we get a say and we're going to have our say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Um, obviously this comes up on the show once in a while and it's often around blizzard, but it's an interesting, I did want it's to interesting that we do chat room too, because oh, are they, people are going to say this and I want to address it. <clears throat> yeah. As we're saying, am I arguing that critique is not useful on a show built around critiquing things? I'm not saying critique is not useful. No, of but course I'm not. Saying it's, it's used. It's not useful up to a point. Yeah. Right. Well, and, if all, if all there, your if all the critiquing is 400 videos that are reaction videos, I'm sorry, that's not helpful to anybody. Not all critique, first of all, is like uh, even right. Like it depends on the source, uh, it, but also it just has diminishing returns. Is mm. what I'm saying. Like you can provide a critique and then you're done. Yeah. It's over. Like if you know, John's saying like I don't enjoy the end game. I don't want to play it. Like great. That's an honest reaction. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. But John's also not going to cut 500 more videos tomorrow on his YouTube channel or write an article. It's not going to be core daily tomorrow. Next week, we're not going to be back talking about right. this patch of Diablo. Although, I will say this, their big fireside chat thing is happening on Friday. There is a chance that if enough happens and it's big enough news, I don't know if it will be. It could be talked about again. But I agree with what Bo's saying. Like, this is... We're t- this is when we're talking about it. This is our critique. This is our thoughts. Then we're on to the next if, thing. If you think of like the gaming community and what we're doing and what we're spending time on, you know, like that's a good, I'm glad you brought that up, John. That just like, that's the content funnel right there. Like they're going to do a live stream. Then there's a reaction. We've been following wow for a long time. This comes up all the time with wow, you know? Yeah. And I just think it just gets really kind of cringe when it's just like, uh, dead game, dead game, dead game, dead game, like over and over and over again. And that's that's where I feel like currently the temperature around Diablo 4 is where people just can't say, it's just too hard. It's too hard just to say like, yeah, it's not that fun. I'm not enjoying it that much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not a fan of the nerves and I'm not a fan of this, but, you know, whatever. I'm going to spend my time on something positive. <laughs> you right. know, like right. it's just a game. Like it's just it's Diablo. It's not World World of Warcraft's way more understandable any MMO than like Diablo. It's just a game. Play the campaign, you're done. Mm. You know. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, by the way, I just did some fun math. Check this out. Um, because sometimes I have to account for the complexity of where we've taken video games. There's a reason we need patches, day one patches, nerfs. Uh balance patches all that stuff it's because these games are crazy insane like they're just so complicated if you took the original diablo one and you put as many of those if you could picture them as objects put as many of those into diablo four space as you could it would be hold on a second uh one math one hundred seven Oh shit! I hope this is right. One hundred and seventy. Oh no! Scott. I think this is right. 100- you started so confident. <laughs> I think it's a hundred, a hundred and seventy thousand copies of Diablo One fits in a single install of Diablo Four. Oh my god! So I'm just saying, it's a complicated business, and then we complicate it—not we, meaning us—the royal we compli- uh, complicate it by uh, thinking that we need 
rapid fire first guy like this is the other thing people don't talk about youtubers they you know it's sometimes it's a reaction sometimes it's outrage whatever it's also a race who's going to get that outrage video about their patch on youtube first and how quickly is their how fast is their work process to get that video up there and how much you know bells and whistles do you want to have versus just just get your phone out and do it like there's a whole that's a rat race i don't want to be a part of it's a mess I like this I just format. Think, I, I think to play Diablo's advocate here um, a little bit. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I know what it's like the primeval. to yeah. care very much about a product and be very passionate about it. I was not earning money off the clicks. I was not generating hate. I was not, uh, I was not making a living off of it. But I know what it's like to care so much about a product that you want it to be good and you see them making decisions you don't agree with and the only thing you can do is talk into a microphone about it. I'm not saying that is everybody out there making these videos, but I do think it is some of them. And I think it is fair that everybody gets their say. I've made hours of videos about HGC. I'm still a chip on my shoulder about heroes. <laughs> I still pissed. You got you you fell into the the copium trap, man. I saw yeah the Mark, the Mike what? Yabara tweet. Oh yeah, no, Mike Yabara posted key art. Presumably, I thought for the new BlizzCon coming up, mm-hmm. and, and it was all Heroes of the Storm heroes, and I was like, oh <laughs> yeah. shit, we get new heroes. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, no, it's key art from 2014. Yep, what a troll. That's <laughs> pretty funny though. I why is he doing that? Why did he post that? Troll. He's trolling people. Like, why would you? You're the CEO of Blizzard. It's really weird. He had no commentary either. It's him putting up what looks like key art, being all. I I was actually really annoyed by that. I mean, that's why I interpret it that way. I mean, I take personal responsibility for it. He's allowed to tweet. You're not the only one who felt that way. I still, you know, we follow a lot of heroes people on Twitter. There were others that got real excited because that's a very hero centric key art for sure. Big time. Yeah, and it was and a 20 we're watching like a hawk for anyone to say. But I didn't fall for it. No. I was like, no, nope. <laughs> I've seen too. I've been burned nope. too many times. Not Blizzard. today, Blizzard. John Believe says. it when I see it. <laughs> let's do a test. Let's let's ask Bill Bill Phil Spencer Phil <laughs> Old Bill Spencer over there. Bill Spencer <laughs> Phil, where on your next public appearances, like marketing, not a, not in court or something like that. Where instead of hex and wear Heroes of the Storm shirt. Then I'll then we'll know you listen, but you don't have to publicly acknowledge that you do. Damn. Oh, that's we'll the also test. Know, that's... And we'll also know that you're behind the Heroes of the Storm movement. Uh, well, research. man, now you've got two conditionals. Yeah. But now he's not going to wear it. And it's like, well, but does that mean he doesn't listen or does that mean he doesn't believe it means both heroes has a future I mean, if he listens he knows how important heroes of the storm if he's a fan <laughs> he knows how important he doesn't listen to the show so i wish he did the two go he hand doesn't. in hand i feel man i look forward to bill spencer's uh future <laughs> heroes of the storm shirt yep yep maybe ask bill spencer if that's coming to steam <laughs> that's how we'll find out if steam's getting heroes or not i think it had, i think you could have new life over there i'm actually kind of I, yeah, I, this re, is re, I would be excited to see heroes on Steam. Like yeah. I went with kind of a, you know, as Bo would say, riding the hate train wave of saying Diablo Four, <laughs> but like legitimately, I would be excited to see heroes on there because I I think even just a few people giving it a shot again would be like, oh, you know what, this game's pretty good. Yeah, 
This is back when, by the way, it's a little sound of when Blizzard didn't have to worry about this stuff. Check it out. Let's see if we can get some audio out of it. The once mighty army of Azeroth lay among the blackened and charred remains of Stormwind Keep. That's when you get the guy up the hall who barely can talk and doesn't have a good accent. Hey, come down here and record this for, for our... Uh, what was the name of that game? Warcraft 2. <laughs> Let's do the intro. Let's get in here. And this is the intro to Tides of Darkness. Those that escaped fled across the Great Sea. Azeroth. Rah. Episode 376 of Core. Warcraft is dead. Just listen to that VO. My yep. God. It's pretty bad. Although it was really fun to hear it. Uh, we did. So Play Retro did a retrospective on all things before, before WoW. So we talked about Orcs versus Humans, Tides of Darkness, all the way up through 3. And it was a really fun conversation. So people should check that out if they haven't heard that. Um, okay. Man, that was a deep one. Let's get let's let's go into some correspondence. That's a good question. All right. An email of sorts that we got from a listener. This is from Kevin Hall. And he says he wrote in his subject was John was in my dreams. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. I'm really sorry. Yep. Guys. He sent this to talk you to the didn't core. deserve this. Mm-mm. You didn't ask for it. You were specifically <laughs> listening to an episode I wasn't on. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's John's fault. Talk to the court. Gmail.com is where he sent it. Says, uh, I wake up a lot in the middle of the night and I listen to podcasts to calm my mind and go back to sleep. It's part of the problem. I recently had this happen and I chose to listen to episode uh, 374 of the show where uh, the one where John popped into the episode to defend Final Fantasy 16. That was last week. <laughs> That's what I called in. Yep. Uh, says, called into the show I'm on. Couldn't, couldn't take it. He says, As, <laughs> at some point I fell back asleep, but then John's face kept popping up in my dreams, talking about Final Fantasy. Not the most restful sleep, but that's okay. You guys are amazing. Love the show. Love the core show. Regards, Kevin. I love that, John. You're in his dreams. I'm sorry, Kevin. If you're a patron, uh, Scott can get me your email, and I'll I'll send you an apology note. <laughs> I think that's great. Also, I, this I, happens to I me. I showed up in one of my dreams, but I don't want to talk. John about did it. what? Scott, you did. Oh, I did. What happened? What did I do? Yeah, I don't know. It's a little dirty. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what to say. To that was I. It was bad. Now was we bad. get to use our, our imagination. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'm, I, it wasn't between. It wasn't with anything with you and me. <laughs> you, you gave him the lake run. <laughs> no, no, you, you were you were receiving something you shouldn't have outside of your marriage. My gosh, uh, why? Oh. With a with a with a woman named Oprah Winfrey, but she was a white lady, um, <laughs> and that was a subject of interest. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I was in VR, and then you were outside of VR, and I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" And then you were doing something with Oprah. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, I just found some audio from your dream. Let's see. This was me, I guess. Here we go. Are you waiting to receive my limp penis? All right. That's horrible. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, we don't have to go into detail. but it was No, one was like, detail oh. I do want to hang on because, you know, like, it's scandalous, Scott. Sure. But can we it's just dream? It's not can real. Can we guys. just appreciate for a moment that Bo dreams about being in VR? <laughs> yeah, I was in VR. I was that happened. That Bo's happy dream place is like if I was in a virtual world. I'm glad you I'm in a dream world in a virtual world. I'm glad you said that. Idea. I missed that the first time over the dream there. But yeah, I love that you dream about VR. Whatever you love VR. You're our VR advocate here. You love it. I'm I'm definitely a acolyte. Yeah, you're the guy. John likes to point out. I love it. Um, you're Zuckerberg's. You wish Zuckerberg wishes you were everywhere, not just one of you, but many of you. That's what he wants. 
Um, well, maybe you should go work for Meta. You guys think I should ask? I don't know. Job? Why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you've already probably sold at least two headsets. Easily, easily. <laughs> you know how many? You should work at Ambernick. We sold so many Ambernicks. Freaking, they owe us big time. Um, I think I need to. I need a visa for China, though. Right? Yeah, you got to have no no English skills whatsoever when you go there. Okay, because their advertising on Amazon is hilariously badly spelled. It's great. Uh, all right, we got to get to this mashup. We saved it because John's back, and uh, we didn't want to, you know, blow a mashup while John was out of town. So we're going to do this one now. It's from Jamie. He puts these together. He took a vote. It's called Dragon Aids Oranges. I don't know what to read into that. I won't. So I won't say anything. Uh, they voted, and they fifty eight percent of you think I said it, twenty six percent think Bo said it, and sixteen percent think John said it. I have zero memory of this at all. So we're gonna. Play I think it. I picked you, Scott. Did you? Because I think I played the meta game and said, surely Jamie's not going to pick Bo like three weeks in a row. Yeah, we did do a lot. That of was Bo. my logic. Yeah, because yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. At I all. know it wasn't me. I might have to be wrong, but I pretty much can guarantee by the end of this. <laughs> It's not going to be me. It'll be really funny if it is you. But um, I voted for Bo because I just don't remember saying it, but maybe I did. I think I voted for John, too. Did you? Dragon Age Oranges. Yeah, Dragon Age Oranges. I do like Dragon Age, but I'm pretty sure I've never said the word Dragon Age Oranges. I think someone just messed up and said. You're the least prone to malapropisms (laughs) out of the three of us. So, yeah. No, you're right. That's right. You're right. Bo and I are in perpetual uh, tongue twister mode, and we don't do that very well. But Dragon Age Oranges is, is probably supposed to be Dragon Age Origins. Yeah. But. I don't know who would have effed that up worse. So we'll find out now when I hit play on this right now. Knock, knock. Who's there? Pikmin. Pikmin who? Pikmin butt, please. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? That was the joke. Well, I think pussy's okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been perfect time for uh, Keegan Michael Keel or however you say his name to go. Uh, Keegan like Michael Keel, not like that. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. Keegan I'm not gonna try. I can't talk. Peel. No, Peel's the other guy. Jordan Peel. Keegan. Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, Key and Peel. Duh. That yeah. you're thinking. The other mechanic that's unique to this is that there are drought, drought, droughts, droughts. Drought is what okay, I believe. Yeah. What you mean. Yeah, there are droughts. Is the drought a separate thing, or did you mean drought back then too? No, I meant that too. There's a drought and a drought. A draught is a drink. It's the same thing, right? Or is it two different things? I thought a draught draught draught. was a drink. That's a draft. I'm I'm excited. My wife was talking about the 10 hams thing yesterday. Yeah. And uh, she goes, okay, but is it for like the number or F-O-R 10 hams? Is 10 spelled? And I said, I don't know. That's the point of it. I don't even know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows knows what he's trying to say. When the phone number comes up, you say 10 hams. That's all I know. (laughs) (laughs) And people laugh. 1-800-10-HAMS. I don't know what else to call it. It's 10 ham. Well, no. So it's one eight. It's one eight zero one ten. No wait. T E N or the number 10. the number ten and then H A M S. But I think that's not S- enough digits. <laughs> well, no. You start. You go eight zero one four seven ten ham. No. Where does the one come from? Hold on. Gosh dang it. You can't explain it. Seven. <laughs> okay. So what it must be, if I remember, I did this right. Oh, okay. That's what it is. It's eight zero one four seven ten. Hams, so it's actually got extra letters in it. So it's four thousand seven hundred and ten hams. Yeah, well, yeah, actually, that's a good way of putting it. You know what? We're changing it. <laughs> Nobody's gonna remember that. Eight oh one four hundred seven. No, wait, 
407. No, where is the 10? It has to be, you have to. <laughs> it's like a different type of dwarf for elf, like a drow. Is that a draw or yeah. a drow? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I think it's drow, but I He's think a, he was a draw most elf. of my life I called them dro, and then I there's some nerd rant by somebody who's saying it's, it's, it's drow. not drow, it's dro. And I'm oh. like, okay, well. I thought it was drow. Oh, wait, maybe no, it's, it's the reverse. Drow. Skyrim has drows in it, and I thought they've said it. They come out and go, hello, there's it's no a drow. drow in Skyrim. It's there, drow. Those are you can't have drugger. a show on Netflix. Oh, Draugr is what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Draugr. I think it's actually Draugr or Draugr. No, Draugr. Draugr I don't know how to pronounce anything anymore. Oh, that's amazing. I'm pretty sure I've been saying all along that men can do kegels. <laughs> you, were, you were early oh, on that. Oh, kegels? Yeah. Wait, do you bagel kegels? <laughs> <laughs> you just pronounce ba- kegels. It's, that's how you pronounce it, kegels. I thought it was kegels. No. Who kegels. says? Says you. You kegels. said, but you say bagels. for GPT. Oh what's how you pronounce kegels? <laughs> John, kegels. you say bagels though. I've heard you do it. I know I say bagels weird, but like this is a different word, you guys. <laughs> I think it's kegels. Ke- kegels. Keegan kegels. Michael Kegel. That's it. I got a case of the kegels. This I got a case of the kegels. Good <laughs> control. Of yep. Point. Pose or point P is amazing. What? Why are we talking about the show say? before? It's called point, point P. Point P. Point, point pose. Point, point P is Point pose. Point P. Point pose. Point P is great. I reviewed it here <laughs> once. Yeah, point P. That's the name of it. There isn't a Dragon Age. Dragon Age Origins that was developed. In oh Japan. shit! <laughs> oranges. Did you say Dragon Age Oranges? Yeah, yeah. I might. I'm a little tired. Dragon Age Oranges. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in Dragon because you said Dragon Aids. So Dragon, <laughs> dragon Aids <laughs> Oranges. I want Dragon Aids oranges. That's what I want. <laughs> Both said it. No, I said I Dragon Aids. Yeah, I said Scott. Dragon Age oranges. Did you and not you say said, AIDS? I want Dragon. You- I didn't say Aids. You oh, threw the Aids I, in there. I threw the Aids in. <laughs> Damn it. You, you, you gave the AIDS, not me. All right. Well, I guess that's good because everybody won and chose the right thing. We so. kind of all crafted that one, but I yeah. think yeah. that is a Scott yeah. victory in the end. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a, but it's still a team effort. Um, good team effort, though. Man, yeah. that was a long one. It was a long one and a good one. It's very good. Four minutes. <laughs> he adds like a minute every, or he adds like 10 seconds every week so that we don't notice that there's like, we're yeah, up but to four th- that one like had a lot of golden moments for sure. Yeah. It was. It was, should have been called the "We Don't Know How to Pronounce Shit" episode of the mashup. <laughs> it's pretty bad, That's you right. guys. We are getting senile, I guess. Eh? Like mm. it's happening. I don't know. Maybe I'm leading the charge. <laughs> we, we won't know. We'll be the last to know. Yeah, we wouldn't. You never know when you're senile. You only know when other people are. You only worry that you are, but when you actually are, you stop worrying and you don't notice. The show ends. We all just go tell our significant others that the other two are losing it. And then we come back on and be friends. And yeah. then slowly we all three just decline over yeah. time. Yeah. And the show accelerates it somehow. Yeah. Oh, well, what are you going to do? All right. We're going to get out of here. Uh, but before we do a reminder that we are supported uh, by our good people out there in our Patreon, man, you guys are so awesome. Patreon.com slash core show. Uh, if you've not supported the show yet or thought to uh, maybe go find out why you, you might want to, there's some great monthly benefits like, art in the mail that you're not going to get anywhere else pre-show content every week host specials i got one going up shortly before the month ends uh that'll come from me and uh no ads from that feed all that kind of stuff so uh go sign up today be a part of it be a bigger part of it patreon.com slash core show before we get out of here let's have well let's have grandma tell us what we played hey grandma what did we what did we play today today so you made it to the end of the show and you want to know what the boys are playing 
because you forgot because it happened 17 hours ago. Yep. <laughs> well, Scott's playing a little Star Trek Online, a little Trials of Mana. Hmm. Tectonica. He said Tectonica. Tectonica. Very close. Tectonica. Yeah. I think he called it Tectonic. He left the A out and it confused me further. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank rift apart. He played that. He didn't really talk about it. He actually spent more time talking about how he uninstalled Final Fantasy 16 <laughs> than what he did in Ratchet and Clank, but yeah. I'm sure it's very good. Yeah. John finished Final Fantasy 16. So between Scott uninstalling and him finishing, I'm sure we'll never hear about it ever again. Nope. He's playing Halls of Torment. That's the Vampire Survivors-like game. Mm -hmm. And uh, wrestling continues unabated. <laughs> no matter how much you skip, it's always going to be there the next week. <laughs> Bo played Diablo 4 Hardcore, and then he died. <laughs> wow. So yeah. then he played Yakuza Like a Dragon to make up for it and feel better. And it worked. Yeah, it's a good game. I'm going to play that. This weekend because of Bo, and then Monday next week yeah. he'll say, "Oh, I fell off that. I hate that game. I'm never playing." It. Oh no 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 no! I'm committed. I'm <laughs> oh, you're committed this time. Okay. Like I'm, I'm finishing this game. Yes. All right. All right. Well, uh, and, and, which means I may be not finish it, but I'll play it a lot. <laughs> yeah, if you're doing like me, I don't I don't know what your chances are like. Yeah, uh, but we'll be back next week. Now, a reminder: we're not going to be here Thursday, so it's technically a little more than a week. Um, John's out of town, and I'm out of town, so no show next Thursday. But we will be doing one Monday. When we're all back, Monday night, same time as usual, 5 p.m. at frogpants.tv on Monday, the 31st. Okay? So we're going to kick July right in the nuts and do one as we leave the month. Uh, so write that down in your little books or whatever you do for your dates. Okay, everybody? It's next, or Monday after next, I guess is the way I should say it. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening, for watching, for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Until next time, bye. Get more at frogpants.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.